Hey there, friends. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Anachair Podcast. The last episode we're going to be releasing here in 2022. It is, of course, Backlash 2006 and season number five continues. I just want to say a huge shout out and a thank you to all of you who've listened and supported to the Anachair Podcast throughout 2022. It's been a fabulous year. We started a new season. We returned to live shows and I even got married at one point. So if you want to support the show into 2023 and over this period, if you want a little bit of extra content boy have i got a deal for you patreon.com forward slash ae podcast a mere five dollars a month if you back us you will get access to the entire back catalog of exclusive audio we've just run the numbers the end of this month we have finally hit 200 hours that's right 200 hours of content over on the patreon page and all you gotta do is join up five dollars for a monthly fee you'll get access to all of it i'm talking about the bibliotech the reading ranch the video episodes including the recent board gamesmanship a 90 minute spectacle with myself adam and billy on video playing silly board games or new series the corporate ministry of sound where we are reviewing wrestling albums and the latest episode of that has just dropped myself and adam have finally had the pleasure of reviewing formally macho man randy savages be a man a little treat for you this christmas season if you're traveling if you're at home whatever you're doing if you want to give yourself the gift of audio and support the show into the next year patreon.com forward slash ae podcast thank you so much for making 2022 our best year yet we're really excited for 2023 to continue the new season bring you more live shows and continue to bring you goodies here on the main feed and over on the patreon page but for now let's get settled in and get prepared for the first and i believe only pay-per-view appearance of our good lord almighty god it's time for a backlash 2006 Big train rolling down the line Makes me lonely Sometimes I wish to ride away Sometimes I want to ride away yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to the Anachair Podcast Season number five, rolling down the line like checks notes, a lonely plane. Hello, it's me, your old pal, Captain Kevin, joined as I'm always in this ruthlessly aggressive review of the return of DX and all the other japes that went along in 2006 onwards by my cohorts, comrades and colleagues. First, sitting directly opposite to me, it's the man whose shoe is on the other foot. It's Mr. Adam Bibolo. Hello. How are you getting on this new strange formulation for you, buddy? It feels good. Ooh. It feels weirdly good to be the stranger in strange lands here. Like, it feels good to be Billy, is what I'm saying, essentially. Are you concurring that, yes, indeed, it feels good to be a gangster after all? Absolutely, it does. Does this make you the baddest man on the planet? No, it doesn't, but I tell you what, I'll tell you this right now. I got a lot to say about this. Giving the fans what they want. Exactly, like, (laughs) these magazines start to be a little bit more cultured after this. We'll know that it's really taken hold. And to my left, unquestionably, the baddest man on the planet, or should I say, the gladdest man on the planet. Oh, baby. uh, Literally, someone replied to the new episode going, is this the new season or another boy's picks or what? (laughs) Boy, have I got a season for you. This season, it's Billy Keeble. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you enjoying it? I mean, if Adam's a stranger in a strange land, that makes you a friendly friend with friendly mutton chops in Friendtown. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I'll yeah. take that. Yeah. Yeah. All good. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying reliving aspects of my <laughs> mid-teen years. Other aspects I'm not enjoying. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that in this pay-per-view. Mm. Are you getting the mixed swirly bag of rose-tinted glasses mixed with nostalgia ain't all that that I've been mainlining for the past decades? <laughs> yes, and It's a heady um, brew, Billy. Yeah, because there's stuff I remember not liking and it's still not good. Mm. But then there's stuff I remember not liking and it is good now and the stuff I remember liking that's not good now so it's a whole mixed bag I'm just saying if we get to the end of this season and the only thing that we come to the conclusion of is that you had bad opinions as a teenager I'd be disappointed yeah maybe yeah can we just get right now out of the gate Billy can you tell us are there any gruesome sports injuries on the docket for today's episode Because I want some warning this time. <laughs> no, there are not. I, I enjoy everyone's responses to that particular segment yep. over on social yeah, media. When you say segment, that implies that it's going to be a recurring segment. Yeah, we'll yeah. see how we get there. We'll, we'll see if anyone makes any appearances. Including Kevin's response to it when he was editing, being literally like, I'm fucking deleting this. <laughs> 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 no, there, is, there are none on the docket today. Thank you. Phew! Oh, that's taken a little bit. I, I feel like I could have got the, the grip of my throat was been it's because a bit God's there. on the card. I was like, oh, let me show you. If you want to know how God retired, mate, wait till you see the, the, the nails going into the hands. <laughs> God's cruelest miracles coming up next. Well, here we are after the absolute barn burner that was WrestleMania 22. There is what we call here in the business of professional wrestling something of a almost like a WrestleMania backlash. But kind of. Before we had the words for it, we used to just call it backlash yeah. back mm. in the day. But before we get into any of our fabulous pay-per-view on offer here tonight, I would like some business to be taken care of. Billy, you've been given quite the difficult task, which is recounting us with culture that I believe you have already done Kinda. before in a previous K- episode. Kinda, because we mentioned the last one because of when WrestleMania fell, I did I did I did April because we're at the end of March. Yes. And now we're in April, on the last day of April. Yes. And like Kevin said, you're going to end up having to do May. You will. I, I am now doing May. However, because of the because we are doing the brand, brand splits, that's right. This after this pay per view will be fixed. Are we sure about that? Yeah. If you think well, about it, like ne- next month will be a SmackDown show. We're not going to do that. So then true. Billy will realign and resync with the yeah. timeline. Okay. Uh, fair enough. I mean, I was going to, you know, you're somewhere between news speak there and yeah. musy speak there, yes. time, but you've not fully fully went out of sync now we're not going to have this no. WWE Raw Smackdown magazine ridiculousness no. to so contend with if we're putting ourselves in the 2006 timeline here these are the things that we can look forward to post backlash yes okay 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 and you can look forward to post backlash because I had a big think and to decide two things I like to do in tandem we will be doing ECW's One Night Stand 2006 because there's simply too many storylines going on at the moment okay. from this, including our main man, Micker, our main man, Egg, and our main man, Rob Van Egg. Okay. So we're going to be doing One Night Stand 2006. It is the next episode. Ooh, going to be fun. So things that are not in the future, things that are, are the now are... are, are, are <laughs> you are making this way more confusing. <laughs> the, the now in 2006. The, yeah, the now of 2006 right. are the singles and film charts. Okay, okay here we go. So if you recall last pay-per-view, we agreed that Ireland had the best song in um, Crazy by Niles Barkley. Yep, yes. uh, the UK has joined Ireland in a coalition of Niles Barkley. Okay, oh, okay. sorry, I thought you were like in the UK... Still a month behind. They've got breakfast roll now on top of the pops, you know. So we, so it's uh, in Ireland. It's still crazy. In uh, the UK, it's also crazy now. Okay. Uh, the US is different. The US has gone for 
one of the worst songs of the mid 2000s Uh bad day by daniel powter so you had had a bad bad day day. (laughs) i I remember by daniel pewter who also had a bad day in terms of the films two fucking dire films uh from what i can understand i i believe last time the u.s had ice age the meltdown yes that's correct uh well the uk has ice age the meltdown now nice the U.S. has moved on to a film I had never heard of, looked it up, and it sounds dreadful, which is RV starring Robin Williams. Oh, oh my God, baby. That is the number one film in the U.S. at this moment. I never saw it, but I remember even as a, as a kid looking at that and being Feeling like... Feeling sad, a little sorry. Oh, he's better than that. Yeah, yeah. I'd see that in Blockbuster and I'd kind of, I'd put a proper movie in front of us. Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for him. In terms of games, Here it's really go. it's really a one game month. Because okay. I'm I'm still thinking that 06 is one of these like banner years for video it, it games. It is just not May. Okay, and I, okay. I, I think May to this day is still like it's not a month you release games period, in. Yeah. We do have Hitman Blood Money. Go <laughs> do it. No, now. Blood Money's good. Blood Money's a good one. Uh, I'll tell you as a man who's recently replayed Blood Money that your nostalgia is doing some heavy You say recently. There. We've had three banging Hitman games since then. You like. know, and I played that since then. I got that new. HD version yeah, of it. Yeah, it's still an old game. Like. Yeah, it is a very old game. It's no Hitman Absolution is what I'm saying. Fair right? enough. Yeah? Fair enough. Okay. In terms of other games, I literally just picked out the games which are the funniest to me because okay. I've never heard of any of them. <laughs> da Vinci Code game came out. <laughs> I think my mum had that on Nintendo DS. <laughs> we also got Jaws Unleashed. Oh, my mate was obsessed with that if it's anything like man eater which i believe may be my game of the year i enjoyed it so much this was around that time where it was stuff like oh yeah just find old cult movies or whatever like warriors jaws scarface reservoir dogs Dogs got a game as well yeah any old shite and and my favorite name for a game this is the full title of the game billy keebles (laughs) name for a game (laughs) rockstar games presents Table, table tennis, tennis. yeah, yeah man. <laughs> coming to and remaining in a blockbuster bin near you you just go through there and they look like a lucky dip okay in terms of events may 6th former wwf women's champion sable weds iwgp world oh. heavyweight champion brock lesnar in medina minnesota now this is a love story as old as, as time itself as uh, the gentleman in this room who's unfortunately had the privilege of reading death clutch the Brock Lesnar autobiography mm. that came out on his deathbed <laughs> when him and Stuart Lee at the same time had diverticulitis, yes, which right. is amazing. God, yeah, I always... baked potatoes those two lads ate. I know, them. right? <laughs> to be famine all over again, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. God works in tandem, right there. Do either of you gentlemen know or remember the incredibly romantic way in which Brock Lesnar uh, earned Sable's heart? Did he yeah. break her window? Yeah, broke into her house, right? Ah, not only did he do that, he did it after she put a restraining order on him. Yeah. Oh, no. From what I remember, he like broke in there, grabbed her with one hand and was like, oh, oh, oh. and then he got on his, air- <laughs> got on his airship with all the couplings <laughs> and he flew away. Oh, I thought you said he was going to climb to the top of uh, a... <laughs> Good. It's funny, that's the same way he, got, he courted uh, Dana White to get into the UFC. He just, he just kept showing up not wanted and then like physically restrained and then all of a sudden he got what he wanted. So yeah. love. They remain married. They, yeah, do. they do. Many children yeah. Yeah, on do. the compound. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had another wedding. Doug the Bounty Hunter married Beth. Yeah. Wow. R.I.P. Beth. Yeah, seriously. Wow, pull did. one out for her. She's you're coming at me fat. I'm learning too much too quick. Yeah. I didn't know we lost Beth. I didn't know it happened. Yeah. No. No, Sadly. no, we did. Uh, but yeah, they got married in May as well. We also got, because it's May, we got Eurovision. 
Of course. Who won Eurovision in 2006, Adam? It wasn't Dustin the Turkey, that's for sure. 2006. Was that Lordy? It was Lordy Fuck with yeah, Hard Rock. baby. Hallelujah, baby. What a tune. Uh, the first time I ever watched Eurovision in full. Was that in full? In full was that. that. I think it was the next year for me because I saw that and I was like, these guys look like fucking guar, mate. Eurovision's good now. All right, so you're saying Lordy because if it was Lord, I'm like, New Zealand. All right, we can put in Israel and Malta, but New Zealand is pushing it now. Eurovision, man. Finally, we had one of my favourite films of all time debuting at Cannes. Pan's Labyrinth. Ooh, ah, hot dog. Debuted in May. Antibiotico. That's the only bit I remember from that movie. Antibiotico. Yeah, it's just like, hey, <laughs> hey, I learned a word. <laughs> and that's Culture Corner. That's cool. Cu- I feel very cultured right now. Ke- Kevin, more like kefir, because I'm so cultured right now. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, well done, Billy. I was very stressed on your behalf thinking about this time paradox you got yourself trapped yeah. in, but you've handled it with grace. Well, you handled it a lot better than uh, any of the the thing we're about to say over here, which is the, the magazines. They never know yeah. what month they're coming in, so... Who fucking knows? Newsy, what's going on? We got Raw Magazine, we got Smackdown as well, I'm We hoping. got them both, baby. Let's and and I, I'll let you know, in future, I'll give you more than 10 seconds to hastily find a Playboy if we need one. And let's hope that doesn't happen Hopefully. again. I don't think that'll happen again for a bit. So, Raw Magazine. No stopping him. <laughs> it's Shelton Benjamin, baby. <laughs> Look at the face. delighted eyes of That's Shelton. That's like when they do the actual photo shoot. And let's just do a few silly a ones. A fun one, you know, yeah. Get you warmed up. For your mama, like. Aww. No stopping him. Meet WWE's toughest mama's boy, Shelton Benjamin. We've also got here 25 most influential people. The Rock, Hulk Hogan, Steve Austin, Paul Heyman. Who else made the cut? No one who's on TV, it seems like. Jesus Christ. WrestleMania blowout, exclusive photos, and big-time results from WrestleMania 22. And then what's this in the bottom right corner here? It's tiny. Yeah, really tiny. It's Victoria. Oh, Victoria. Holding a pizza pie. She's one of my faves. What's going on? Victoria's Secret. The Divas. Surprisingly saucy side. Oh, I know this. I know her. Making pizza in the kitchen. Yeah, she did actually own a pizza restaurant at one point as well. No way! Yeah, she did. Fair play. So, a pretty pleasant, nice-looking issue of Raw there. It's pretty good, yeah. It's it's more family-friendly than last time, I would say. Over on Smackdown magazine... Uh Uh-oh. We got For Real. Oh, no! It's a big picture of Chris Benoit going, doing the throat slash. There's something about him slashing his throat and then for real, for re- yeah, like, shine like, he's doing red. this like doing this yeah for real i'm gonna slash someone's throat like it's fucking scary you know what the one saving grace is had a few people saying like oh yeah i get what you're talking about with the you know the, the, the proximity of benoit to, mm. to yeah. eddie and to what happens with him made that match difficult all i'll say lads is i'm glad he's over on the blue branch you know, yeah, I won't be, true. won't be having to deal with too much of that because I would did not want to have that chat anytime soon. But Jesus Christ, for real, the blood, sweat, and broken necks that make Chris Benoit the rabid Wolverine. Jesus, we've also got Lightning Rod, Rowdy Roddy Piper speaks his mind. Oh no, does he? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to print that, mate. Monday Night War, the final chapter of our history of wrestling, and then we have Finley. One angry Irishman. <laughs> no denying that. I'll take out with a pinch of salt. Well, here we are now. It's time for us to return to the world of 2006. We just had a big-time WrestleMania, a big-time event in a big-time wrestling city of Chicago. And now we're heading all the way down south to Kentucky for a little bit of godly Backlash 2006. <laughs> Ha 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 ha!
Sean Michaels, I will unleash the apocalypse on you. It's gonna be you and your tag team partner, the good Lord Almighty, versus me and the product of my semen, my son, Shane. You have finally gone completely insane. I swear to God, Shawn Michaels will not be walking out of here on his own power. Tonight's gonna be violent. Shawn Michaels has snapped here. Tonight's gonna be brutal. That must be a 20-foot ladder. Oh, Shawn Michaels broke all my commandments, and now we'll face the backlash. We don't make now. Oh, no, no, don't do this. Don't, don't do, do this. this. Oh, my God. Tonight, you are going to endure your own personal hell. When my son Shane and I get finished with Shawn Michaels, he will worship at my feet. Please be the name of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> The biggest prize in the land. That's what this is about. John Cena has regained the championship and has shocked the world. Triple H is back on top of the mountain for a tenth time. The game begins now. Backlash. Backlash. At Backlash. There is no tomorrow. I have one mission. They all want the same thing. They all want the WWE title. That is mine. I'm going to become a two-time WWE champion. This means you rise to the occasion. You got your match, bitches. I will go through anyone. If it means taking that championship. Stakes are high. They don't get any higher than this. At Backlash, I'll take what's mine. Three superstars. One title. Who's it going to be? Vincent Man's very happy in this promo, wasn't it, everyone? <laughs> Delighted with himself. <laughs> You've got to throw some coughs in there as well as he coughs up. <laughs> this, what a start. This was absolutely hilarious. Evil Vince McDemon will unleash the apocalypse. Jesus. Now, we all loved how much of a finale WrestleMania was for the storyline with Shawn Michaels and Vince McMahon. Seemingly. And I think we also mentioned as well that WrestleMania also serves as a season premiere yes. because Vince McMahon came out literally the night after WrestleMania to let everyone know that this story is just getting started. Yeah, yeah. It's literally saying as much like... I mean... I feel like that happened all the time in the days of, you know, the early days of the Attitude Era where it felt like, all right, Austin Undertaker, they're done now. Or Austin and Vince, they're done now. And it's like, oh, no, no, we're getting warmed up. Yeah. Like, here we go. Are we coming back too soon to Vince and Sean? I mean, the escalation here now being that Vincent Mann has founded his own religion. It's a it's an interesting escalation. Mm. It's not one that's very often played out in wrestling, I don't think. <laughs> it, it's It's weird as well because Vince is in two major storylines this year. Because he's gonna he's gonna start having a go at Bobby Lashley. He is yes. very soon, yes. whilst having a go at DX as they reform. Well, from what I'm guessing, this is based on my pure like ignorant point of view. I'm assuming this is a transitioning away from Sean versus Vince to DX versus Spirit Squad with Vince also there. Yeah, mm. I think but... so. Yeah, I think we are. We're, it's weird though, isn't it? That you go for like the main spicy bit you think, which is the two top guys, Vince and Sean, those yeah. are the two characters, and we're actually using that now to springboard into a team versus a team. And I know DX coming back is a huge, huge deal, but I do think it's interesting that like kind of adding more players and more of the spirit squad into it makes this 
I know it feels strange to Vince to be setting something up like this, I guess. Yeah, it's like I say, it seems less to me like continuing the previous story and more transitioning into this next yeah. story now. Yeah. Like Now, who has been watching Monday Night Raw, the longest running episode? Oh, there's a glum fucking hand being raised. <laughs> well, like, if WrestleMania 22 was the spoonful of sugar, then the Raw episodes have been the medicine like that has been going down. I want to get properly immersed because I knew all along that WrestleMania 22 would not be indicative of the product and boy was it not i've got to say i thought i knew what to expect and i'm still blown away by how (laughs) wild this time period is Um, wild in what sense in the because i mean look we're talking about vince mcmahon who cannot mention his son shane without using the phrase the product of my Mm -hmm. semen and then shane going please no every single time and and he's talking like Pretty, uh, you know, Austin 316 was sacrilegious, Jeff Jarrett. Yep. Where do you get a load of Vince McMahon's Ten Commandments? Is it that? Is that? I knew about that and I've seen the clips. I've seen the little bits and pieces of them in the church, but I've never seen all of it. So seeing all of it is shocking because they go further than I expected them to go. But it's all the accompaniment and the accoutrements as well. I'm talking about things like the world's largest love machine, Viscera. Oh, baby. <laughs> I'm talking about Jonathan Coachman. You, you lit up like a yeah. summer's day just, when just, he said for, that. For the listener's benefit, Billy has had like such a rosy complexion this his entire time. He really seems like he's living his best life right now. He is glowing. He is. Yeah. I'm talking about Jonathan Coachman. I'm talking about Mickey James and Trish Stratus. I'm talking about Chavo Guerrero. There's a lot of things I didn't know about that have been happening on TV. Mm. That have delighted and appalled me in equal measure. All right, give me one thing that delighted you, or one thing that appalled you. Then delighted, I'm gonna say seeing Big Show be concerned for his friend Kane. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. You ex- do that to other people. You don't do it to me because it's me. <laughs> I didn't expect to see Big Show being like, "Come on, man, I just want to t- tell me about your feelings. We can work through this." <laughs> like, made your fan fiction seem bigger than life. I'm not gonna lie. Man. Something that horrified me is seeing Chavo Guerrero the night after WrestleMania be like. I'm going to go for the Intercontinental Championship. This is my WrestleMania moment. Specifically for the memory of of Eddie. Just like Ray did at the Royal Rumble. I'm dedicating this to the spirit of Eddie Guerrero. The crowd goes crazy. He fucking loses clean to Shelton Benjamin. And then we see him backstage being like, I don't know. I just, maybe I'm not supposed to be a wrestler. I quit. And then he quits. And we get next week, we get an interview with JR where he's like, Shabo, I think maybe you'd be hasty. I don't think Eddie would appreciate what you've done. He's like, I know that Eddie would be disgusted with me. I don't deserve to be a wrestler. Hell, maybe I'm going to go and work in real estate now. Like, it's really fucking... It's sad and it's also disgusting that they're using Eddie mm. for this. I don't know, man. Right maybe Chavo time is over. I'm just a piece of shit. No, I'm no. Just a bereaved piece of shit. Like, oh. fucking what? It's so sad. Yeah. Have there been any characters that you were not familiar with that you've... That you've, you've you have any sort of opinion on but you haven't seen before i'm not gonna even attempt to pronounce it correctly with the proper gusto but armando alejandro estrada oh baby save it for the match i'll say (laughs) we'll get into that later on oh mama mia very interesting that i was gonna ask you guys as vince was going here talking about Shawn michaels breaking all of his commandments do either of you remember any of vince mcmahon's mcmahon commandments yes do not what give me give me one Screw unto others before they screweth unto you. Um, particular favorite one. I am the Lord, your boss. Thou shalt have no bosses before me. <laughs> <laughs> and he is the god of sports entertainment. Honor thy NDAs. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'd like to apologize for that. Comment. Hallelujah. <laughs> and we also segue away from the the the, the god chat this one because I was thinking like. You know, I was shocked, I guess, when you said last episode, Billy, that the main 
the main event in your mind was like was Sean and Vince. Mm. But I guess you know I'd watched WrestleMania so many times in isolation. Twenty two. I was thinking like, no, it's the main event. It's it's got to be. It's the title. It's always the title. But seeing that and the Raws before it and the Raws after it, it made me really think. Yeah, like Vince McMahon. 100% no irony, no like kind of, oh, I'm going off into the sunset. He thinks he's the top guy, the top draw, the top villain. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, this is the main, like yeah. the afterthought nature of the triple threat for the WWE title. It's so tacked on here. Yep. It's like, oh yeah, also, hey, I'm Triple H. Yep. You might remember me from the main event last time I, I lost. Don't want to lose again, obviously. So we'll, I'm we'll, in the main event now, yeah. <laughs> we'll get into it in more detail later, I guess. But I have to say, yeah, that's one of the big things I've noticed from watching Raw is that the main event scene has been absolutely appalling at the minute. Like, I mean, John Cena needs help at the moment. And I don't think giving him a flat triple threat match is going to be, uh-uh. you know, with a guy who everyone prefers and a guy who, you know, everyone may not prefer, but is a lot more interesting. Still more palatable than Cena. So here we are, Lexington, Kentucky. Mm. Not very often do we finds its way down this neck of the woods during this period main reason i found out for that is because kentucky is one of the few places that's still operating the old school state athletic commission oh where, really where they had issued strict guidance to wwe that there is to be no bloodletting on the show <laughs> <laughs> uh, there were nine nine infractions from the state athletic commission nine infractions here tonight they were given a several thousand dollar fine and a two year suspension. Wow. On probation, so they're allowed to come back, but if anything happens, you know, when they come you're back, done. you're done. So is is that only for, you know, you've you've nicked yourself on purpose? Like, can you get away with it if it's hard way? It seems mm. to be if it's blood, if it's you know, hardcore stuff, you know, weapons, gratuitous stuff, it can also be like bad language. It can be you know, it could just be like, we don't like your show. Yeah. You know? Oh, right. But it's so weird to me to think like, you know, I just had this stupid idea in my head. It's it's obviously based on nothing other than the stereotype where it's like, hey, it's down south. They love wrestling down south. So yeah. surely everyone's going to want wrestling to come down south. They love wrestling down south. What this is, this is not wrestling. H- hell no, it ain't. No. Like, you this know, ain't even Jerry Springer. Like they, they have really pushed the envelope mm. as far as it can fucking go now. I'm, I'm running this God storyline in the American yep. South. Yeah, that's right. $2,000 right there. Like, <laughs> <Yeah. you know? laughs> I bet all them Baptists are loving this. Yeah. <laughs> the set is cool. We are at Backlash and we have got, dare I say, one of the last instances of a cool Backlash yep. set. I disagree. Just because Backlash is passed with the big swinging hooks and everything, this just looks like a load of cardboard pincers glued to the screen, basically. It's no 01. I know we had Backlash 01 mm, here on the main no. feed not that long ago. I will ago. give you that it is better than what becomes like the homogenized, every set looks the same that we get later on. But not only have we got a cool set, we've got a cool announcer. Good old JR is inexplicably back on commentary tonight. Yep. Hey. Just here for, for no reason. Here he is. Where's Joey Styles then? No idea. No mention of it. So last go around, it was like, what was there explanation with Vince and JR? It was like, oh, no, he's brought back for one night. Either. They didn't no. explain it now at all. It's not addressed. Yeah, it wasn't, but it wasn't addressed at all. Like, it wasn't kind of like, oh, Vince McMahon, he's got a best interest in this, so here's Jim Ross. But Jim but Ross it, said, I'm glad to be back. Yeah, that was about and it. it's WrestleMania. There was already like five announcers on the team. So it was like, hey, JR's here for WrestleMania. For Backlash, it's like... Oh, okay. You're going to stick around, yeah? I'm not good enough to cover Backlash? I mean... Uh, maybe he's <laughs> in the planning committee with Paulie. 
Uh, well, that's well, the thing. Actually, is, there is moves being made about ECW right now. Yeah. But as far as Joey Styles is concerned, as of like a week ago, he is the main play-by-play for the flagship show. And good old JR, he's producing him. Like right. he's literally sitting him down. Like, poor lad, he's had the indignity of having to do it so many times in his career where it's like, hey, you're my replacement. I'm going to help you become yes. good enough to replace me. Yeah, like. literally. But uh, Joey Styles, Vince isn't getting on with him on the old uh, on the old play-by-play, on the lead announcer. I get it, to be honest. Yeah. Really? Like, he has good calls every now and then and there are good moments, but he doesn't fit the WWE style. It's just a different style of commentary that he's used to doing. There is a big black mark against old joey uh, it regards his style of, of commentary and it's always really funny because i remember last episode you you were like oh you know i was ragging on him and you were like oh no no but here's this really cool thing he said and you mm. read out one of those beautiful quotes it was about you know jolly old saint mick becoming yeah. that sick son of a bitch well apparently much like ddp or macho man he'd have a list of stuff that he absolutely yes. wanted to say and he was going to do it no matter what and apparently coach and king would like be rolling their eyes knowing that he's got this paragraph he wants to squeeze in yeah. here and no matter what they said that's a little cringe it is i think when it comes to like professional live tv sports commentary yes have notes and have stuff prepped but you've got to not be precious about like i've got to fit in this fucking two paragraph call that i've written down i mean like, if i think it's a bit much for us to do that on a podcast right it's almost definitely a bit too much to do it on an actual tv show yeah. you know that's meant to be presented like a sport or whatever it is but his days are numbered in that sense but there is some interesting stuff with joey styles coming up and we will be talking about that that's right yes at, at the one night stand coming up next so starting us off a special Billy Keeble attraction matchup. Yeah. As the masterpiece, Chris Masters takes on Carlito Brackets Caribbean Cool. And uh, Masters, he might be getting on your side soon, Adam. A couple of gruntlets in the entrance, I noticed. Little grunty guy, yeah. I will say, 2006, Ruthless Aggression in general so far, is proving to be a very grunty time period. Um, oh, I was very much here for especially that. Especially when he got the big the big love machine himself. Oh, baby. Yeah, he- <laughs> On Raw, yeah. <laughs> you ain't lived if you've seen him slam Jonathan Coachman and go, Beer! on the way down. Like, an, like a balloon deep <laughs> Any other, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's too early in the season for us to be going for Adam Bimelow's Lock of the Night. Oh, dude. Are, 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 are there any, are you scouting? Are you are you sitting like Gabe Sapolsky in the rafters looking for some some heavy hitters? I got my eye on a couple of talents. Yeah. One Rob Van Dam is someone that I really? think we should be keeping our eye on. That's good, because Rob Van Dam is the one person who I feel like can turn a swear word or like what would be like him screaming for fuck's sake into like a ah! yeah you know he, he can channel it gifted mm. yeah very gifted yeah uh, unsurprisingly chris masters and carlito broke up after breaking up in the middle of their match at wrestling yeah, but uh yeah the tag team title division has gone a little bit upside the head because uh kane and big show lost to the spirit squad yeah who are now operating under Freebird rules five-way Freebird rules that's ridiculous it is that's a bit much that and they'll be held on to that belt for a good long while not as long as Carlito's going to continue to plug his shitty Apple pendant available on <laughs> WBShop.com. Oh, bless. I want to know your thoughts on guys wearing their own gimmicks when they come out. Because I feel this was the beginning of the era where it was not just like, hey, you're going to come out wearing your gimmick t-shirt. Here and now, they're coming out with fucking pendants. Glow sticks. The way to do tote it, bags. in my opinion, <laughs> is you make it part of his look first for a while. Yeah. And then you make it available to sell. Yeah. Like, you know, Cena having like the chain gang stuff. He wears that for a while. And then after a little while, it's like, oh, I can buy one off ShopZone or whatever. When it's something that like, it's a brand new product. And look, he's here wearing it. It's yeah. like, you're just shilling at this yeah. point. Seriously. Like, yeah, 100% agree. 
anyone who you would uh, want to see particular become more, uh, mer- if you had that gimmick in mind, someone who's focused on their merch. Someone who's like actively trying, because I know DX coming up this summer, baby. Yeah, yeah, that's their gimmick. All about the merch. Like, <laughs> They're going to be moving some products. Like. I mean, you never see Kane coming out in a Kane t-shirt or a Kane pendant. That would be a sight that to see. That would be very funny. I would love to see that. I mean, just because my face is burned doesn't mean that I want to get cool accessories on WWEshop.com. <laughs> Let me tell you something. They cannot wait to do the God match. We are one minute into yeah. this yeah. match and we are already shining up the best God material for later on and they are they're giddy. Yeah. They're straight up giddy about this. Chris Masters and Carlito, the two youngsters, both in their early-ish 20s, mm-hmm. would be considered the, kind of the next generation or guys, you know, in waiting. I thought they acquitted themselves very well here. I would have thought this would have been, you know, open and match. I wouldn't have thought this is the, the one to go with. I thought they did really well on this one. They did. And they've been doing well on Raw, I think. They've not been getting the best reactions from the crowd, but they you don't seem phased by it. And they are still like proper going for it with this feud even if the crowd don't seem to care all that much mm. about it i thought the crowd tonight in kentucky were 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 better than average they were yeah they were, they were yeah. hotter when things were good but when yes. things weren't good they weren't like giving it no you know go weren't giving it love for no reason i guess yeah, yeah and they weren't chanting that they hated it yes. apart from of course the main event yes. yeah you're, you're not gonna get much further from wrestling chicago than backlash in kentucky <laughs> in terms of the fan temperament there's a lot of play with the master lock, and I thought Carlito did a great job of like not being scared, but like letting you know that if he gets in that master lock, he's pretty much fucked. So he's yes. like ducking and diving mm. to get out of it. Jim Ross obviously didn't get the memo because King is like, "Man, that master lock! How many people have tapped out to that?" And Jim's like, "Yeah, it's a, it's a, quite the maneuver. Uh, it's a full Nelson, basically. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Actually, loads of people have done it. It's nothing special, really. I thought Jr. has the kind of like." All right, you've brought me back now, so I'm going to give you all the fucking all the old references. Yeah, yeah I I think he's actually like absorbed the energy of Joey Styles because he is full of beans tonight. Yeah, JR yeah. Is. Oh, he's got everything. You know, if someone's hitting any, anyone gets hit with a knee, it's a million dollar knee lift. Yeah, fucking Al Jardine the spoiler, Mister L- Wrestling Two, fucking Luthez. Yeah, you you fucking reference Luthez in 2006 with a fucking without telling me you're taking the piss. Seriously, <laughs> like come on. Masters doing a buckle bomb to Carlito made my skeleton jump out of my body. <laughs> I can't think of a move that makes me more scared yeah. and like Chris Masters doing it. Yeah. yeah. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Widowmaker. <laughs> the crowd are into it. They, they get hot. They get heated up as they go along. Masterfuck gets attempted a few times and then it gets reversed into a quick pin by Carlito who starts a comeback and now that Carlito is a straight up face for the first time in WWE... We get to see that the kid from Puerto Rico has got some high-flying skills. Yeah. Love it. Love this face moveset of his now. And the little, almost Eddie-esque sort of cheating, babyface cheating. Yeah. Like, there's a bit where he gets the apple and Masters is looking at him. And he just throws the apple up high in the air so Masters looks up to look at it and he just fucking punches him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Like, so good. It reminds me of, like, Eddie. It reminds me a little bit of, like, Roddy Piper as well. It's yes. like, yes. when he's a face, he's still the same guy. He's not changing it completely. And I think Curly is one of those guys where... I felt that got like later on when he was in a tie partner with his with uh with his brother. I felt that it was just he was just being a good guy. But here he's still that cocky asshole. Yeah. He's just kind of yeah. like he's against a bigger asshole. I really love that springboard back elbow that he does. Oh, it's yeah. so cool. Not many people go into the ropes during this period. I think it's no. him and Shelton are probably the only two RBD. I can think of. Maybe RVD, but yeah. And uh yeah, that fucking moonsault he does as well. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, this guy's this guy's amazing. 
A master lock gets reversed again and again. It's just to keep going forward, putting it over without making him seem like he's a fool for not getting it locked in. And then Carlito gets the backstabber, but he gets his feet on the ropes at the same time. Mm -hmm. I think it made like Masters look like he was still a badass, but yeah. just not wily enough to keep pace yes. with Carlito. I thought this was like for a character match and an opening match. I thought they knocked it out of the park. Agreed. Very, very good opener. I, I thought it was fine. Yeah. It, it, it didn't. It, it didn't scratch the the itch I would have wanted for this. For this. You opener. just want a fucking master lock challenge, don't you? I, yeah, like, I would you love know. that. No, because I, I do I do genuinely like Chris Masters. I'd like, like Carlito. You fucking um, love Chris Masters. <laughs> he's baby. so sexy, aren't he? <laughs> this so just keeps piracing, he's so dreamy. He's pirating PCW DVDs so that he'll come to his <laughs> <laughs> house. He's like, never going to meet you, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, um, it didn't quite scratch, scratch the same itch that I would have wanted. Um, it was it was good. It wasn't bad by any stretch. It, it was, I would give it, if I had to give it like, and out of ten, I would say it's like a, a six, six and a half. Fair yeah, enough. I, I'd probably give it the same. I was expecting a three, three and a half. Because you yeah, know, I think my expectations were very low, so I was so pleasantly surprised by it. He's a guy where it was the chat in like two thousand and ten or eleven, where it's like Chris Masters. You know, he got better, and Chris Masters. You know, he was a lad who he spoke to himself. It was like at this period, he's like, I was young kid 20 something i thought i knew it all i didn't want to listen i was cocky i was arrogant i was given opportunities well above my kind of temperament or my ego probably should have had mm -hmm. and i was expecting because you know when someone's humble about where they were at you expect it to be shit and it's amazing to think like he's humble about you know how bad he was allegedly here and you know, mm -hmm. i thought he's pretty put together puts into perspective how good he became later but vince McMahon didn't care at that point he mm -hmm. wanted to see them tits dance that was all he wanted Aww. you know Coming up next, <laughs> JR reminds us uh, sure. that we are in historic Rupp Arena. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Rupp Arena made me pop. Rupp. And it's Rupp. in Lexington, Kentucky, the horse capital of the world. And, uh, well, here's a handsome filly, Maria. <laughs> All I'm what? saying is, if Maria was a horse, I'd tweet a cowboy emoji on her. <laughs> <laughs> ma'am ma'am respectfully you're a sexy horse <laughs> I, I forgot that maria's voice is like that of a toddler wow it seems there aren't too many edge fans out there but tonight we'll have to see what happens when ow maria do you think edge and i actually care what roscoe peak coltrane out in lexington kentucky thinks tonight these are the same fans that have been calling me a hoe. You know, I've kept my mouth shut long oh, and... Uh, really? Because from what I hear, you like to keep your mouth pretty wide open. Want me to lock you out? So shut up. And I will tell you what I am going to do with my mouth. I'll tell you and all these people that they can laugh all they want. Because I'm going to be the one laughing when Edge walks out, the new WWE champion. And we're going to take that title, and we're not going to have a live sex celebration. But we are going to have a private sex celebration. Because unlike these people, I actually get some. 
Oh Fuck god, yeah. Hell. Creepy. Like I know she's I always knew she put it on a bit. I was always like kind of really happy, you know, later on when she did stuff in like Ring of Honor and New Japan or even when she came back to WWE. It's yeah. like, hey, she's like she's one of the people who got it that it was a performance a lot quicker than a lot of the other women who maybe came in from the diva search because she is a, a bikini yes. model who got in through mm. the diva search uh-huh. and i think she recognized what they wanted and she gave them that mm-hmm. and boy oh boy she's given them what they want in space hello mm. i hello <laughs> oh, ha- just like and just eyes wide open yeah, yeah. mouth vacant Send someone in there to make some double entendres with her. And yep. then here comes Lita. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. <sighs> I can't believe Maria, having just watched it, got the, gets the winner of the last match wrong. Yes. <laughs> Said that yeah. Masters won the match. That is, that's a work, though, right? That's, that's, Isn't that, that's her character. They make her apologise later. Like, yes, it's they, like yeah. A, yeah. they do, but I figured that I was on purpose. I don't think no, it is. No, I think that was, oh, yeah. No. She worked herself into a shoot. Oh. But like, I thought, yeah, making her go like, oh, I'm sorry I got it wrong earlier. I thought they should have properly like made her be like, oops. You know, like, fucking yeah. proper. Yeah. You know, go in. She shouldn't be sorry. She mm. should not even realise that she did it wrong if she's playing this character. But yeah, Leah comes in and she's like, my man Edge is dead sexy. And right. we're not going to have a public sex celebration later on. We're just, we're going to have sex. <laughs> Whoa! Oh. The Mickey and Mallory of the WWE. <laughs> oh. They have sex, JR. Shouldn't the character of Leah like smacked her for right? that? Right? Leah's a fucking wrestler. Like, like. And, and her whole character, she's she's mean. She's evil. She's nasty. She should like... Instead she's like, damn it, she got me. Right? Yeah, like... <laughs> punch her in the face like can't stand toe to toe with with like maria's maria. fake bimbo character <laughs> like also maria did present to us a, a bunch of clips from the fans the sleepy kentucky fans i was very happy for this shane mcmahon he's number one <laughs> <laughs> boy he totally ruthless this was uh this was quite quite the mix of people i was very very much laughing to myself when they had like the marines be like all right tony you're gonna join up with fucking john cena for against better than utopia right like no nah, no nah. fuck john cena i hope edge kills him law no one wanted john to win no one. is this the bit where the soldier wishes himself a happy birthday yeah <laughs> it's just like this this lone soldier by himself is like no one wished me a happy birthday so i'm gonna do this, it this little package did it's really a different sort type of, of unknown soldiers yeah. Billy. No one knew it was his birthday. this really sort of sums up where wrestling is at at the minute i think because in the past when we've had these packages it's usually like ah, fucking wwe man <laughs> you know oh, uh, i'm looking forward to this yeah rob van damme will have a good match later i think it's really sort of like apathetic sort of yeah i like i like wrestling i yeah. guess if you push me on it if i was to come in here now with a bit of professor neil curtis some poll watching and exit polls what i reckoned here Guys in hats like Edge, but guys with bad beards want Triple H. They want him. To, to win, that is. They to want win. his ass. They want his ass. Coming up next, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair versus you manga <laughs> oh my good god almighty the man debuted the night after wrestlemania yep. and he just beat the shit out of rick flair yeah he beat any hope you'd have of those cool storylines and fantasy booking and all the great legend chat we had they just ground rick down into a fine powder put it in a line and snorted it up straight away <laughs> yeah. hey, this was the build to this was like, he's going to kill Ric Flair. Yeah. Yeah. He just killed Ric Flair, and guess what? He's, he's going to do, do it again. again. <laughs> but the old crafty veteran Ric Flair, he did grab you, Magus Willie, once. Yep, so... Well, anything can happen in the know. WWE. What do you think of Umaga 
now that you're not seeing him being punished against Triple H. Bit too early to tell. I get it more. I get the sort of ruthlessness and I nearly said and the aggression as well. The Whoa. sort of ruthless aggression <laughs> of this guy. It's palpable. I, I buy him more as a monster at the minute. I'm really struggling to get on board with the thumb. They're putting the thumb the over. Spike, yeah. The spike mm. thumb. It's just his thumb covered in tape and somehow that is devastating. It needs a better sell and there's a few people who do sell it better later on. I actually think John is someone who, who puts that over quite a bit later yeah. on. One of my yeah. favourite John matches is against Dumago. Yeah. yeah they have a great match. Where does where match. does the thumb go? Is it going to the throat? Or? The idea is that he has got this wrapped up and he's hit people with so many times that it's almost like it's kind callous. of it's yeah. calloused. And he hits you right on the trachea. And the idea is that he hits you right on the windpipes. You're just like, right. takes all the wind out of you. He's going to be cracking people's windpipes with the deadly Simone spike. Mm. He does like five things that are devastating, and that's like the least devastating of yeah, all. Yeah, that's mm. it. Because it would Rick. He's given him torture rack neck breakers. Mm. He does that running hip attack in the corner where it just makes people's heads go. He does the fucking, he does the diving headbutt into the corner. He does the diving splash off the top. Everything this man does other than the Simone Spike is devastating looking. I was wondering what you think though regarding the presentation with his manager, Armando Alejandro Estrada. Now this is confusing because I get it like sort of the foreign monster heel or whatever you've got to have a mouthpiece for him i don't think this is the right choice of mouthpiece it's a very peculiar like we're gonna have this quite effeminate like over the top cowardly guy representing umaga but i'm weirdly a mark for alejandro i'm not gonna lie like honestly i love him unironically i love him i I, I know it's you know it's it's obviously a stereotype managing another stereotype But the man just puts so much into it. It reminds me of like Slick or something from back mm, in the day. That's it. You know, he's a proper cartoon character yeah, manager. That's cartoon it's, energy. It's yeah. fun despite how shit he is. That's it. Well, what you're it's saying is shit. And... What's shit about it? Is it because it's corny? Is that it? His, I, I hate his delivery. I don't... Really? Uh, he, al- he always comes across as nervous to me. Oh, really? Yeah, he always comes across as he's like, overcompensating. I'm, not, maybe, I'm yeah. not sure what I'm doing here. Yeah, and maybe I, if I, I get a bit louder, then they won't notice my nerves. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's not the vibe I always got off it. But the the character, he has got something there, and it is all going to go wrong for him. Adam. Yeah. Oh, I know. Because Vince I'm is going to see him with his top off and say, "You're going to be a wrestler now." I've heard. Oh, something worse happens to him before then, and it's already happening now. Which is he's got so many bits and mm. it's all very quotable. You know, Esperate, Esperate, everyone listen to me. Yeah. Big pause. My name is Armando yeah. Alejandro. As big rolls every oar. Yeah. You know, and he you know, he's not just Umaga, he's ooh and his mm. eyes bug out. When he, Umaga does the Samoan spike, he takes out a cigar, he breaks it Snaps in half. It, yeah. Like this guy's got gimmick it's like Road Dog. He's just everything. Yeah. And all of a sudden, what starts happening? Within a month, this crowd are saying it with him. And Vince mm. is like, this is meant to be heel. He shut up. So he comes out one week and he's just like, <gasps> and he doesn't say anything anymore. Oh, for fuck's sake. So now he's just the kind of, he's the silent mouthpiece. That's or the whatever death sense you know? The mouthpiece who doesn't say anything. <laughs> and also as well, Vince McMahon basically is like, I want to manage him instead. Yeah. Like, yes. You know, so up until WrestleMania. Mine now. Yeah. WrestleMania 23, Armando is like the second manager or maybe the third manager for Umaga. Well, where he's at right now, I feel like on paper I should hate it. It's really corny. It's really crap. But I am delighted every time he shows up. At this point here, we just cut to him in the ring. 
And just him not doing anything before he's even opened his mouth, just the face that he's holding <laughs> and his hat. Like I would be exhausted just from pulling that yeah. face. Like, and he's holding it the whole time. And I love it. He has like there's a storyline reason for why he's doing what he's doing here, which is he grew up. And this is so fucking offensive. He's like I, he's like yeah. I grew up in like an impoverished Cuba. Yeah. Like we only had one TV in the village, yeah. where we all like put our money together and got a coat hanger to get an aerial, so we could just tune in long enough to watch old Crockett matches we'd see Ric Flair and like aha and he scrimped and he saved and he found a savage from one of the islands because mm-hmm. you know all the island nations like Cuba and Samoa they all hang out together and it's like right we're gonna go to wrestling and destroy the biggest star I remember which is nature boy Ric Flair mm-hmm. that's why he attacks him because mm-hmm. it's like here's how we'll make an impact we'll kill a legend and I like again something that I'm enjoying so far in this era from the little bits I've seen is crossing over of storylines there was an episode of Raw where Armando went backstage and found Vince and was basically saying like look you're having issues with this Shawn Michaels fella he didn't say like that he actually talked to Vince like I've joined McMahonism (laughs) I'm, I'm a member of your church now and he was basically saying like you're having issues with this Shawn Michaels fella I've got this fucking awesome new bulldozer of a guy. I want to send him on someone. Why don't you let him fight Sean? And, and he squashed well. Sean, didn't he? He did, yeah. yeah. And I like this sort of like, yeah, two separate stories, but for this one episode of Raw, maybe we can scratch each other's backs kind of thing. Yeah. It's interesting, this coming around the time where in 2006, you know, over in TNA, the person who's gathering momentum, and like, I'm watching TNA, you know, week to week at this moment right. as well, and there's a Samoan submission machine over there called Samoa Joe, oh. whose whole thing is like kind of, you know, he wanted to redefine what it meant to be a Samoan in wrestling. Oh. You know, Huntington Beach, California, he's cool, he's suave. I know now for a fact that he is sexy, you mm-hmm. know, I've podcasted professionally to attest that fact. Mm. And he was a Samoan submission machine. And over on Raw, all of a sudden, Vince is like doubling down. He's giving you something straight out of the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something that his dad would have probably promoted. And Joey Styles calls him the Samoan smashing machine. Smashing machine. Mm. And it's like, this is like the two theories of how you present wrestling. One's a serious athlete. The other guy is a cartoon character from yes. deepest, darkest Samoa. An offensive one. An offensive <laughs> one at that. You know, you know that he was in Three Minute Warning, right? Yes, yeah. that's right, with okay. Rosie. Now, this match with Rick is pretty much a squash. Yeah, as it should be. As it should be. But I do like always any squash where we get just a little moment of hope. And Ric Flair's moment of hope is an eye poke, a ball shot, and a second ball shot. (laughs) (laughs) It's all I have! (laughs) That makes perfect sense, though. That is all he has against him. He can't do anything else to Umaga. Yeah, he gets the figure four in, you know, just about. Mm. And then Umaga's like, all right, I'm going to rest you for real now. Yeah fucking smashes him reverses the figure four smashes him in the corner with the headbutt smashes him with the headbutt off the top rope Samoan spike he does it so quickly Armando doesn't even get to rip his cigar in time <laughs> one two three Armando comes in with the silliest face in the world yep. and somehow even a sillier cigar <laughs> like that's a cigar where it's like oh you're gonna make our cigars illegal I'll fucking make the biggest cigar in the world that cigar is like in defiance of US trade policy is all I'll say. <laughs> Smithy's joke shop cigar. King just calls him an illegal immigrant. Yeah. He's just like emboldened tonight, I guess. They literally yeah. cannot help themselves anytime anyone has got like a character from overseas. Like, well, they're obviously illegal. Like you can't be foreign and be here mm. legally. I mean, you feed stereotypes to someone who fucking drains in stereotypes. He's going to give you some back, like, yeah. you know? I mean, it, it's fine for what it was. I'm not happy to see what happened to Rick here. 
I would have liked this to have been longer. I, I wanted this to be, you know, Lesnar versus Orton. Yeah. I wanted just to see Rick get killed you would, like, for a long time. I wanted like yeah. a 10 minutes. It was, of... yeah, it was too short for yeah. it to feel like offensive, like what they were doing that, to him. That's you it. Know? it should, I agree, actually. It should have felt like this is a travesty what's happened yeah. here. Like you've gone way too far. He doesn't want to just win. And he doesn't want to just get the pin. He wants to destroy, destroy Rick. Rick yeah. Flair. And instead it just feels like and this is something that I thought at the time was just, oh, I'm a cynical wrestling fan, maybe. But it's like, no, I was fucking like 18 and thinking this at the time, you mm. know? And I think it's still where you see a match like this and you don't go, oh, fuck me. This is a new breed of cat. This guy is like unstoppable. You just go, oh, right. Vince isn't a big fan of the lad who's been squashed quite quickly here. Yeah. And this would happen with Umaga a few times where the people he squashes, it doesn't make you feel that Umaga's a killer. It makes you feel like, oh, right. Vince oh, it's Rick, like, Rick Flair's getting on, isn't it? Yeah, or like Sabu's not in the good books tonight yeah. or whatever it is. That being said, this match really was an OMG moment. <laughs> Umaga. <laughs> <laughs> Vince McMahon is backstage. I'm not sure about McMahonism. It looks like this guy might be in the fucking orange order. The state of this tan. On it, I thought Good we were. Lord. I thought we were peak orange at mm. WrestleMania. He's got worse. Yeah, he is. Um, he is very, very orange. And this, this is just like Brian Gerwitz and Vince McMahon yeah. workshopping. Absolute, absolute gold. This is. This is <laughs> This is, they gave you everything they had that they thought was funny. They gave of you the lowest hanging fruit they had here tonight. And I'm so glad they did. This is great. I got the guns, baby. Yeah. Man, looking good. Yeah. Looking good. You ready to take Shawn Michaels out? You and I? Damn right. Wait a minute. What'd you say? This is, this is not a handicap match. This is not you and me against Shawn Michaels. Let me remind you. This is a tag team match. It's the McMahons together against Shawn Michaels and his partner, God. And I know you're gonna handle Michaels. You're gonna drop that elbow just like you did last week, but this time, I want you to send him straight to hell. Let's get one thing straight between you and me. When it comes to Michaels' tag team partner, you leave God to me. Oh, he's all yours. Yeah, because there's nothing God can do that I can't do. I'll give you an example. Give me that word for a second. Excuse me a second. Watch this. Okay? Now watch. Okay, here. Hold this. Now watch. You know what that was? Yeah, you're making a mess. No, no. I'm walking on water. See? It's not that difficult. Oh, but I got something else for you. Watch this. Dad, let's... No, no, I know. The, the match is coming up. I know. Them. Watch this. Eh? Damn, this thing is stinky. You know what this is? Huh? There's this... I don't quite have the story right. There's this, um... Something about the, the, the bread and lots of bread coming after that and more fishes and, and that sort of thing and breaking the bread and getting the hook out of the fish's mouth and, you know... This at the moment, but watch this now. Watch, Whoosh. it was easy. Whoosh. Whoosh. How about that? Okay, you ready to go? You better wait for it. Wait, wait for what now? <laughs> it's bountiful. Ha! It's bountiful. 
Yes, yes, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Shane, look, look. It's an omen. It's a sign. Yes. Holy mackerel! <laughs> Damn, my thing stinks. Vince McMahon just going, you leave God to me. Yeah, Got a big great. pop out of there. Oh, yeah. It's not a handicap match, remember? It's a tag team match. You gotta <laughs> contend with God as well. And uh, just because God's coming doesn't mean that we haven't got another deity who can do a few tricks. Got some miracles of his own. Any any standout miracles here, gang? Uh, that, Vince pouring Shane's water on the floor and then walking on it and Shane doesn't get it. What's Mr. Is, Chips up to there? Like, yeah. <laughs> Say what you think. But it's, it got a big pop out of me. He butchers the feeding of the 5,000. Oh, jeez. Completely mis misremembers it, but then like tries to prove it and has a bunch of bread and fish thrown at him and Shane while he laughs and screams, it's bountiful. <laughs> and then he goes, holy mackerel! <laughs> Fuck me. You, it, there's like four things where it's like, oh, that's the topper on the end yeah. of the joke. And then, because you think, holy mackerel, that's the punchline. He walks off, Shane goes to drink his water. It's turned into bloody wine, yeah. lads. Like Golden Age of the Simpsons. Oh yeah, where, like, joke, 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 where, joke. Where like, it's such quick succession that you can't yeah. even keep track it's of it. It's the same as the, the Oddities 2.0 segment at WrestleMania yes. where it's yeah, like, yeah. this is the punchline. No, this is the punchline. No, Ted's going to laugh again now. Yeah, yeah. It, it took my breath away this one. I was yes. I was laughing and gasping in equal measure. <laughs> to put a little kind of sad topper on it, as we mentioned, like anytime watching Vince McMahon, it's like shaking cat treats to make Joe Graham appear, yes. come in, <laughs> wander in, pretend they don't like what they're seeing, and then wander off again. Yeah. And he just went, Shane McMahon is treating his father like he has dementia in all these scenes. <laughs> where he's like, Yeah, dad, no, it's all right. Yeah, no, fish. Yeah, no good. He good. Is, to be fair. He That's is. a good read on I Joe. <laughs> I think when it's too good and ruined this. You can view the whole McMahonism storyline oh, yeah. from that point of view. Shane is going along with it, but you can tell that from his point of view, he's like, yeah, all right now, Dad. Yeah, come on, let's go over here now. Like, I think it's Sh food. Shane's mind is this is turning into some sort of a cool Shane McMahon face turn, maybe at some point. Maybe. Maybe I'll be in DX. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry, Shane. Someone's got to take the bumps in the big show, Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon versus DX Hell in a Cell match. Oh, did I spoil an upcoming episode? <laughs> God damn. I can only get so fucking salivated for this. <laughs> DX, more like 3X. <laughs> Coming up next. <laughs> and from the bizarre to the perhaps more bizarre... <laughs> It's Trish Stratus and Mickey James. Why did we ever fire this guy? <laughs> better than ever. Like. It's Mickey James and Trish Stratus. And I could say, honestly, of all the matches we had at WrestleMania, if there was one where you're thinking, I really, really want a rematch. Yes. Or I would feel that one is quite high up there because I love Sean and, I love Sean and Vince, but I didn't want to see a rematch straight away because I felt that's the perfect Sean and Vince match. Mm. Maybe Edge and McFoley. I don't know. How do you top uh, what they did? Yeah. I don't want to see, you know, Triple H and, and Cena again. Hell no. But like Mickey and Trish, in terms of it being like better than it was expected yep. and showing you that this whole division maybe has yep. more to it than meets mm -hmm. the eye. Man, when that graphic came up, I was like, here we fucking go. It's not WrestleMania. Maybe only women's match here tonight. Bit more time, maybe. Mm -hmm. I was excited. I thought we yeah. were going to see something ahead of its time here. Likewise. And tragedy strikes here tonight, folks. Yeah. In the most unfortunate fucking happenstance of what comes in, in this match. Mm. We're coming into this with a really interesting and uh, one of those brilliant twists on the whole angle. Well, just when they had kind of run out the road of it being like, all right, it's a perverse love thing. 
and you had you're between the rock and the hard place of them going on about like yo she's fucking crazy i hate crazy people lithium god damn it's sexy though you know the rock and the hard place of that we get something better that comes out of it which is mickey's won the title now she thinks she is tristratus yes in that kind of like santa claus if i kill you i become you type of a, a theory so she starts coming out every week Dressed as Tristratus. Blonde hair. Can I just say, to go from dark brunette to light blonde in the course of one week and then right back again, pray mm. for that woman's roots. <laughs> Doing some fucking... She's taking some fucking bumps is all I'm saying there at the scalp. <laughs> and then Tristratus, to counteract that, she becomes Mickey James. Mm. And doesn't do as good a job. That was <laughs> really unfortunate. Like, Because it's a good idea, I get it. It's like, yeah, yeah you're going to get the payback, but it was cricket. It's like the crowd yeah. didn't get it. And Tracy why would, nervous. Why would Mickey care? She's Tristratus. I know, which makes it even more baffling that Mickey is proper like, oh, oh no, you, no, no, you don't do that to me. Like, you know, like when DDP was stalking Undertaker and he was like, hey, hey, hey. and then Sarah filmed DDP and he was like, what the, no, no, yeah. you don't do that. It was like that. There's a complete flip Mickey on what their character. Mickey shouldn't care. No, she shouldn't. It's the problem when you have nice ideas and you don't have any follow through or actually like, you know, work it out a little bit in your head. Let's workshop yeah, this. What's the long-term plan? Ask her. Like, what, what, Mickey, what do you think you would do? As opposed to the writers going, all right, all right this is what we'll do. Because no one can tell me that the great payoff to Mickey becomes obsessed with Trish, she becomes romantically obsessed with Trish, then professionally obsessed, she beats her, she then becomes her, then Trish becomes her, then they're all topsy-turvy, no one knows what to think, and we get to Backlash! And? They are themselves again. Yes. Yeah. With no explanation. No. Really? That's your fucking payoff? Yeah. That's shit. It's not even lazy. It's like not good enough to yeah. be lazy even. I think the idea is supposed to be that Trish dressing up as Mickey rattled Mickey so much mm. that it snapped her out of being Trish. But she's Trish. just regular. Like, it's not that she's coming out now and it's like, all right, now she's Mickey and she knows who she is and she's a more confident Mickey or she's like a more dangerous... You know, we no. saw that kind of more yeah. scary, dangerous Mickey when she was bleeding from her mouth before WrestleMania. Not that. No, she's just like happy-go-lucky knitting society yeah. Mickey again. Big step back. I don't get it. Or as King says, I don't get it, JR. She's a hot diva. Why can't she just be content with that? <laughs> <laughs> we wild. also get from Jerry a call which made me go, what? Which was, being schizophrenic beats being alone in reference to Mickey. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Wow. I feel bad for this match because, you know, we don't get a lot of match here tonight, folks, unfortunately. But we do get lots more clangers on commentary, including Mickey being referred to as being on the lunatic fringe. (laughs) 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 Fucking shades of Mitch the plant here. (laughs) Will we see a wacky line in Lexington tonight, Adam? (laughs) Good God almighty. Jarrah says that he thinks that Mickey James should be in therapy and then pauses for a moment and goes, well, you know what? If we all had psychotherapy, it'd probably do us all a bit better. We'd do us all well. Progressive wow. JR. In 2006. They're in there somewhere. He's got to pan for them, you know? There are this some is before Anton Deck even told us to talk to our mates. Like. And if you're listening to the Adshare podcast right now, uh, just take a second to think about what more ITV could be doing for us <laughs> with regards to our mental health. <laughs> just think of the, up your game is all I'm saying, you know? Just think, <laughs> what more could they be doing there? Okay, we start off hot. We yep. start off really hot. Crowder into this. They want to see yep. these two women go at us. We get straight away Mickey and Trish doing that kind of Matrix spot, but like dialed up to 11. Trish like kind of crab walks a little bit, mm. staying in the Matrix mm. pose. 
they're hitting each other fast and furious. They get a fucking wallop straight away when Mickey gets kicked right in the face by Trish. Oof. I think I nearly saw a tooth come out. Was that just a great sell or was that I an errant blow? Really good Mickey's sell. fantastic. Mickey she just kind Mickey. of collapses to her feet, yeah. like, off her feet. Like Mickey is one of the greatest female wrestlers of all time, yeah. in Agreed. my opinion. No, she is. And like, She's up there. And she, she has never really gotten the credit for that. This is nearly 20 years ago. Right. She looks like... I, mean, I was watching Abdullah the Butcher on Tales from the Territory. I was like, fucking hell, this lad's not aged. Mickey James has got like... Maybe she opened a rib restaurant and gave a load of people hepatitis <laughs> as well. She's got like... She, this, she didn't. She absolutely didn't. <laughs> I'm just saying, if there's some sort of a packed with Beazel bulb you have to make. Just when you said those two facts back to back as well, it made it sound like the sauce was just covered in Abby's <laughs> just, blood. Like, out of ribs. He started using the other sauce. He started serving people his own ribs. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to go, if I do this, I will live forever. <laughs> that is the pact. Yeah, um, we're pretty much straight into an injury here now because yeah. Trish goes up top, Mickey gives her the strike, Trish takes a tumble over, yeah. but she lands... I don't know, arm gets stretched out before she can duck it. She lands right on the joint. Desinfects her shoulder. Straight away, mm. it's like, we're out of whack. And my God, I would have been doing the Sin Cara like, oh, Maitre D, I'd like to return my match, please. <laughs> can I have a night off? I'd like to order a night off instead. But Trish, she's there and you can tell straight away, it's like, she's more angry than she is hurt. Yes. Yeah. She's like, fuck, 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 fuck. They go in the ring and they try to work another minute or two, mm. including Mickey. She does like a face smash to Trish, who then, pr- you know, puts her dislocated arm out to Ugh. steady herself and she lands right on it. So I think they made it worse. For sure. Mm. And then it's like, all right, what do we do? Mickey, thankfully covered in accoutrements, gets a bit, wraps it, you know, some errant bit of fabric, yeah. wraps it around Trish. The referee counts till five. Quick thinking on the feet. Oh, I was you know. going to say, yeah, it's it's obviously a shoddy finish and not what yeah. was intended. But it, it makes sense for, for yeah. on the fly, like and, and not quick panicking. thinking on Jr. as well, who immediately says, "I think she did that so she wouldn't lose the belt." Yes, yeah, it, it, it makes sense. She disqualified herself wise. so she could get away, but she knew Trish had the better hand. Yes, and I've seen World Heavyweight Championship and WWE title matches that have ended in DQ that haven't reacted as well as this. Mm. Not to say mm. this is perfect, but. On, for grading on a curve, this is on the better end of things. Out of yeah. necessity, yeah. Absolutely miserable, though. That you know, I couldn't believe it. I was so excited for this. I was yeah. like, it's this match. It's this match. I can't believe it. Is this Trish done? No. Okay. no. She, she's injured for six weeks. Okay. We will not see her on pay-per-view until Unforgiven. Where she's going to retire. Where she will retire. God damn. And that's it. It's like so she, you're going to see her on Raw. Okay. There's rumours that you know they, she was one year left on the deal around this point okay and there was rumors that you know they wanted her to resign and there was rumors that she was on the fence she didn't know which way she wanted to go you know at the point she's like early 30s so we're entering uncharted territory in terms of tenure for a woman in wwe as a wrestler very true the fucking jewel is flashing in her palm at the moment they're gonna come (laughs) and get her and there's a lot and this is just speculation from folks around the time i overheard a few shoot interviews from women who worked on the roster where they were like this kind of made her go fuck it like you know where it's like you know such a shitty injury such a painful one and it's like it takes you out for two months there's only five months left in your deal yeah 
fuck it, like, you know, you, you'd leave as well, wouldn't you? I wouldn't blame her at all, no. no. She's made a fair bit of money at this point in time. There's other endeavours out there for yeah. her. Oh, yeah, and she did quite well. You exactly, know. She, I yeah. think she, in terms of someone who left and then came back, you know, just now and then to get a payday, I think she's done it pretty much the perfect way in terms yeah. of any woman in WWE. Mickey's the one I feel bad for, though, because... She's a very compelling heel, yeah. and I don't think we like who's the number two female. Yeah, right. Who's yeah. gonna rebuild her Tory? Tory Wilson, you know, and like I think there is maybe a story there of like Tory not being the the proper you know trained wrestler like Mickey is. You know, she hasn't got the tenure or the skills. Mm. You can do something with the scary heel and the the less viable baby mm. face, but I don't know. It feels like the women's division when you have one woman at the top. Yeah. It's taking a hit now. The yeah. whole division is, is taking a yeah. hit. We're pretty much done now as it pertains to, to Trish and Mickey, I think, on the... Oh, damn. And that's weird because people are like, that's a legendary feud. And I'm like, we got one last match. One yeah. match. One and a bit. And yeah. a bit. Barely. Mm. I can't even remember what Mickey does next. Mickey turns face quickly enough. Mm. You know, I know that... That makes one, more sense. When I we think. have Trish, Trish will bring in Beth and we have Ashley as well. Okay. You know, this is this is green Beth though. This is green oh, as goose shit Beth. No. Like so yeah, we got some plates that are going to be spun. She's going to be in a romantic angle with Carlito as well, I think. Christ. You know, this is plates are being spun folks. That's all I can say. Good summer ahead of us. Maria's back and she's here with the heartbreak kids. Maria, the Lord is with me. Small pop. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think if he was pissed off or conflicted about this? He didn't let it show. That's no. all I'll no, say. No, he didn't look uncomfortable. He was fine with it. Yeah. That yeah. was a question I was going to be asking you guys for the DX reunion. And he said it, you know, kind of, Lord, I don't know if I can do this, but I found my peace. And I don't think he has a single issue with anything he does. I think it's cause it's not real. Yeah, like that's he, it. Like, he knows it's not real. So that's it. He's, it, there's, no, there's, no, there's no real ethics to go along with it. It'd be like a, a Christian actor playing a character who's awful yeah you know, it's... and Vince is being sacrilegious as fuck at the minute but he is clearly the villain of the piece yeah. and the whole point of the story is like this is fucking evil what he's doing this isn't right so yeah I think the folks of the prayer group will be understanding that he's fighting alongside God tonight at least he's yeah. not fighting against him or anything like that and as well he does mention that maybe he'll beat Vince McMahon up so bad he'll become religious there you go <laughs> he's, he's gonna convert him have you ever seen a feud where the phrase Drop to his hands and knees has been used so often. Yeah. Yeah. Sean says every promo and Vince says every promo. Along with kick your teeth down your throat. That's they said that at WrestleMania yeah. and they do it again tonight. That, drop to your knees and semen are the three cornerstones of this feud. Oh, and the other one is suck us as well. Oh yeah, oh, we could, get that as well. Yeah. This is a lot less religious than we realise, isn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah, he just is straight up teasing, hey, DX, we didn't get much of it on Raw. No, not, not on now, Raw actually. Now that we're on pay-per-view... He's ready to let you know that DX is on his mind here in Kentucky. <laughs> Did a good job of doing it more subtly than I expected. Yes. I really thought after WrestleMania, it was like, okay, that's the first one. Now it's going to be constantly like, we got two words for you, but they are doing it bits and pieces. Oh, we're going to get there, Adam. <laughs> I know, buddy. Yeah, this is literally like the damn, like a few drops are coming out right now. And then like the damn, <laughs> yeah, the reservoir is coming is all I'm saying. Fuck, Every bit of juvenile dog shit they've had for the last seven years. You may have noticed I am trying to savour all the positivity I can out of these yeah. first few episodes. Yeah, and, <laughs> like... it's, and it sickens me, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> coming up next, Money in the Bank, Intercontinental Championship, Winner take all. Winner, winner, winner take all. It's Shelton Benjamin and Rob Van Dam. Mm. Shelton, whose mama is still being referenced 
and she is absolutely not here. It's not doing him any favors. No! He's he's your face. You're trying to get over, and the crowd is shouting, "Mama's boy." Oh yeah. no, he he ain't a face. He is definitely a heel, Bill. Uh, he, the, the way the presenting comes yeah. across as a face. He's meant to be like this guy who thinks that he's the most athletic and the best wrestler. Ergo, by default, because Rob Van Dam is cool. Right. Shelton is the heel. I think he wrestles like a face. Oh yeah. To be honest. Does, yeah. And he's got that obvious quality where it's like everyone wants to love this guy. Yeah. Right. I mean, I was I was you know card carrying member of the Shelton Benjamin should get a push club mm. you know back in back in the days of you know my 20s where i would have like my big fucking rolodex of lads who i think should get a push i would exhaust myself and make myself depressed watching Aww. wrestling it's no secret stop don't worry don't worry it'll be fine forget about it when's that right it'll be fine it'll be well. it will be actually fine you'll be grand when's luther reigns i don't know what to tell you i really don't, I really don't know what to tell you there but whether he's meant to be a face or a heel you're right that they're like not he's he's clearly meant to be taken seriously. Mm. They're trying to put yep. him over as like he's serious now. He wants some money <laughs> in the bank. And they've got you reminding on commentary every week about his mama recovering from surgery and the crowd are chanting for her. Uh, like, she's in his time trial. She says, Shell yeah. Benjamin. And it says, Mama. She's the fucking <laughs> magazine referenced her on the cover. Yeah. Called him a mama's boy. She's not even getting paychecks anymore. It's a gimmick I don't think you could ever get over. No. no. It's, you know, you, you can't get over the mama gimmick. Not as a serious character. I mean, look at Funkasaurus, NWA champion, you know. <laughs> Come on, Billy. <laughs> Don't bring that up here. Fox News correspondent Rose Clay. <laughs> Fucking hell. Let me tell you something. Shelton Benjamin, he was working heel with that entrance gear. <laughs> I got big, the big bad boy and this first school disco vibes off of this. Like... I legitimately own that shirt. <laughs> I, I legitimately did. And I'm not going to lie, looks better on Shelton. <laughs> oh, Watch boy. out for Will and Shelton over there. Oh, They've yeah. kissed a girl before. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim Ross, who is clearly a uh, part of the uh, the One Eye Club, aka a wink with Rob Van Dam, he's like, "Huh, Rob Van Dam," and I speculate his favorite number, King, is four twenty. Jesus Christ! Oh, Could you put that in much more of like a nerdling kind of way? Uh, according like... to my calculations, King, he likes the number four hundred and twenty. And this is the point of the broadcast where, for some reason, Doctor Heine is brought up. Yeah. Well, they're talking about surgery because of oh, Shelton's of mom. Yeah, yeah. Spe- Speaking of surgery, you you had surgery, didn't you? Remember when they removed a lot of your colon because you were you had a serious infection? <laughs> that was great television. He he, you know what? He fucking made a giggle out of it, and I was if anyone has a right to not do that, yeah. Because I I read Jr's second autobiography where it's like, hey, every single one of those humiliating things that happened to him in WWE, every chapter is like, yep, it sucked. I hated it. Me and Jan had a cry afterwards. Oh. We had a cry during. Like he, him talking about like watch, out of surgery, watching Dr. Heine, him and his wife just in floods of tears, mm. being like, why would they do this? Yeah. And here he is like six months later being like, <laughs> yeah, he was he was quite a customer, that Dr. Heine. What a, what an evil proctologist he was. Mm. What a pro. A serious yeah. pro, yeah. He, he, if, I if couldn't anyone, do that. <laughs> if anyone can shoulder all this shit, it's JR, isn't it? ECW chance. Yep. In Kentucky. Yeah. Call up Heyman and Dreamer. Start the third brand. That's all the proof I need. Yeah, I, I feel like it's less ECW and more our RVD. Yeah, he's a cool mm. customer. Because I feel like all of us kids at school, we didn't watch any ECW, we didn't know anything yeah. about it, but it was like, it's Rob Van Damme, ECW, Yeah, ECW. they're doing it for the meme. Yes, right, going I, along with it. I was going to ask you, Bill, for me, this is me you know, with my with my ECW t-shirt that I got off WWEshop.com in 2005. 
this is like my dream come true. It's like ECW is coming and not just, it's not, it's not the ECW, the bloody guts, Sandman, Sabu ECW. It's the ECW that I felt didn't get it. It's due. It's, it's athletic, yeah. cutting edge wrestling, Rob Van Dam. Was ECW a thing on the playground for you at this point in time? No. All I, I knew ECW, based on what JR and King would say, ECW used to be a company. Mm. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that's, that's all I knew. Because they don't even know yet. Like They're not burying it. They're not hyping it up either. They're kind of like, whoa. Just ECW. reminding. Yeah. Mm. Send them letting his opponent know that he's there. <laughs> yeah. Ken Shamrock style. <laughs> <laughs> I love these two guys as a matchup. I was thinking to myself, though, these are guys who are giving us a style from the future, except with added spice and danger, because there's just a little bit... Little bit too, I don't know. Rob's mouth was bloody within thirty seconds. Is what yeah. I mean. Errant kicks, stiff blows, bloody noses. I mean, it was nice to see that at least Rob's mouth was the one that was getting bloodied first, and not because <laughs> you know it's going to be fucking Shelton <laughs> yeah. getting stiffed in this. Like, <laughs> at least he can give as well as well as he takes. Yeah, it. Rob and then the accountant had his receipt with him within the hour. Don't worry, <laughs> folks. Uh, the vertical leap on Shelton Benjamin is a feat I think is unmatched to this day in wrestling. Yeah. He can go from the floor to the top rope, it feels like. This guy is like not built like other human beings. Unbelievable. That sunset flip powerbomb to the outside. That impressive oh. move. So stiff. I thought he would have knocked him out. Like. Yeah. You know when you land on your back so hard where it rattles your head and it smashes on the floor. Lights out there. Crowd are really into it as well. They really like what they're seeing. This is exciting stuff here. Shout out to Jim Ross as well, folks, who says, I want to thank all the countries who are watching along live. There you go. There you go. Rolling thunder into a Samoan drop. That mm. was a thing of fucking beauty. Yeah. And Shane's a Kurt Angle as well from Shelton Benjamin. He runs up the ropes and does like a, a belly to belly off the top. Love that. I think it was a, it was a superplex. Unbelievable. He is, uh, he's fast. Rob's fast. And I think maybe because of that, we get a few too many rest holes in this. That was my only critique of the match, I thought. Yes. But... It's made up for by the fact that we get our grunt of the night here, folks. Yeah, hey! When Shelton has got Rob in the camel clutch, it's a tag team grunt as well. This happens <laughs> so rarely. Rob's there being choked going, oh, oh. and then Shelton cranks it and goes, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking synergistic, lads. I got a lot of material. Iron Sheep, Mr. Wrestling 2. Look, there's Hall of Famers. There you go. The monkey flip by Rob Van Dam and Shelton Benjamin lands on his feet like he's in an anime. Very fucking cool. So cool. Like it a lot. And Rob Van Dam bringing out some of the classic ECW selling. He gets a DDT as well. And he does that kind of lawn dart boiling mm. sell. It's around this point in the match where I really started to feel like the stakes are quite high here yeah. because they are both pulling out all the stops. Like this isn't your regular kind of like mid-card match. It feels like winning this means everything to these two guys. Well, I guess all you have to go by at the moment, the money in the bank is Edge had it and he became a world champion. Yeah. And he went from being like an intercontinental tier to being a world heavyweight title tier. Never... 100% success rate so far. Like... Yeah, and I think it's funny because you're know, back in the day, just having the intercontinental belt on its own meant that you were yeah. on that path. Now you need them both <laughs> whereas yeah so Shelton's got the money in the bank to gain which feels like a huge deal whereas Rob gaining the IC belt feels like oh cool yeah got another thing to carry around with yeah. me yeah, it doesn't feel like quite as big a hang deal hang on guys so he gets that and then he gets the movie deal then the shoe deal then he can have a title <laughs> fight <laughs> once these guys get the battle boulders out at, at vengeance we know it's serious it's for all the cheese board gamesmanship now available on patreon.com slash podcast Shelton posing and bouncing on the top rope is very fucking cool like 
stand up at the top rope without you know having to steady yourself. That's cool. He's just showing off. He's literally going yeah. up and down. He's like the young books in their book describe like being kind of like giddy when they went to wrestling training and being like, look what I can do, and everyone be like, you fucking assholes. Yeah. I think Shelton has channeled that into a character where it's like, look at him, he's showing off. Yeah. You know, I think that's a that's where the gem of him being a heel I think was. They didn't really run with it all the way. But then he tries getting the briefcase where the referee gets knocked out. A Van Daminator with the tiny target of the briefcase. Mm. Fucking big pop for me for that. Beautiful. Then a five star. Jim Ross giving it fucking 20 fucking thousand volts of energy for a five star. By God, frog splash. Rob wins. Beautiful. I thought this match was excellent. Great shit. I didn't like it. Oh. Yeah, you were, you were suspiciously quiet there. Yeah, Billy. very quiet. And your arms were folded. <laughs> Talk I, us through it. I don't know. I, I fought this match. Apart from the last five minutes, I mean, obviously, the the, the Sunset Flip Powerbomb, the Rolling Thunder into the Samoan Drop. Yeah. Both great spots. Yeah, yeah. This match only got good for me, I think, and RVD's come back in the last five minutes. Really? I was so... Th- this is probably, of tonight, the most bored I've been in, 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 wow. in, in any of the matches. Wow. Honestly, like, I, I don't know what it was. I was just saying, it reminded me of kind of like a modern match in in many respects. Yeah. It's yeah. more of a modern style. So it's time. Th- that's why it impressed me, I guess. I just want to see, R- when I see RVD, I just want to see flippy shit. Yeah. Mm. And we weren't getting that until the end. I guess. I don't I don't want much more from Rob than that. Mm. I feel you were watching this though thinking Shelton Benjamin was a face and that's going to maybe, you know. Maybe. Maybe. I just, re- apart from those couple little moments from Shelton, and then up until that last five, the last five minutes I thought were great, mm. but leading up to it, this was like I I was trying so hard to not do something else or look away, not get distracted, yeah, not fair distract myself. I I I found it so difficult. Mm. So like honestly, up until this point, this is this for me is like the worst match of the pay per view. Wow, for me, Damn. like. I, I, I'm genuinely a little dumbfounded that you're singing its praises. Wow. <laughs> I mean, like, I, there was too many rest holes and there was too much downtime. But in terms, that's probably what it is. That that just drains all life out of me. But but for me, it this I loved it, and this is what was cool is that you know Rob was coming up against a guy who had a similar play style to him, mm. and the only difference with these guys is that you one guy who was cool and cocky, and the other guy who was cool and cocky but overconfident. Yeah, and I just I I thought they told that story quite well there. You know, mm. what I think is quite interesting. Interesting. Maybe it's too early to say on this, but I'm noticing so far the things we're disagreeing on. It feels like almost you've got this like nostalgia and great memories of this time period, and there's a couple of things that you're not quite enjoying as much. Yeah. And I'm coming in with literally the bottom of the barrel expectations, yeah. and I have to remind myself you're looking for that, a life raft, is what you're uh, telling yeah, me. Yeah, I've got to remind myself that maybe I'm being overly positive about a lot of these things because I was expecting the absolute uh, dirt. Very, worse. very possible. Look, I mean, look, Adam, you got a lot lot going here. Kane and Big Show is a life raft. Yeah. Rob Van Dam is a life raft. Don't take me out of context and say the season five of the Azure podcast is hitting an iceberg. That's not, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying here. And speaking of, it was after this match that I, I messaged you on our little Slack that we have, mm. just saying this first hour of this pay-per-view oh, yeah. is, is killing me. Yeah. Uh, hopefully this next match brings the fire, checks notes, Kane versus Big Show. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh, and I will say right now, I fucking loved this. <laughs> I absolutely fucking loved this. Well, before we get into Kane versus the Big Show, 
I want to thank Danko Jones. <laughs> Danko. And I swear, me and an AI did not make up the name of this band. Danko Jones, who gave us our theme song here tonight. And I'm very happy to tell you, folks, that not only are they not controversial, they have used their platform as one of Canada's longest-running alt-rock bands to call out people like Kid Rock and people who have drifted into right-wing lyrics. Wow. In there. They're, they're standing there. Stand up there, Danko Jones. Well, I appreciate Danko Jones. Thank so, you, Danko. No controversy there. However, Uh-oh. there was some controversy with our last episode. And the controversy of that last episode was that didn't get a full poem and people were very very oh. upset by that and you know this is set against the backdrop of season five that already has a lot of controversy because as we all know boys picks was filled with disgrace this most go around go still no, 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 no. i'm doing this now for your benefit adam and the reason is is because you and i have decided that we are going to let's seal it with a handshake here on the podcast Huh? Little bit? Well, now the thing Hang is... Hang Oh! Don't you Bobby is, Heenan me, motherfucker! We... Handshake? A handshake just to... Okay, there. But... We have got some business regarding this Boys Picks Coalition, alright? Yeah. Because we we're going to team up, right? We agreed, we're going to team up. Team to up. Take, take down the tyranny of Billy Keeble. Yeah. We said Blade Trinity, because I laid my stake out. That's what I'm going to go with. Blade Trinity, Triple H, Vampire, hilarious. It'd be a great time. Two book reviewers can beat one Billy Keeble any day of the week. Right. right? The more I think about it, are people going to vote to hear us talk about a two-hour movie that has Adam, 50 the flip-flopping. Adam! Wait, is this it, what you want, you ladies and gentlemen? Flip-flopping. Putting Billy, that thought in their heads. You will, be, you will be allowed your time in a moment, Billy. You have to let me finish my point until the bell rings. Are people really going to look at whatever god-awful thing Billy puts forward and look at us and think, oh yeah, let's listen to them do a review of a two-hour movie that has 15 minutes of Triple H in there somewhere along the way? Okay, look, Adam, I get it. You're, you're, you're getting a bit too afraid now. The proverbial shoe's on the other foot. You want to you wanna turn around and get out of here. I understand. Those are nerves that would come, I would imagine, if I also came in last place in several boys' picks. But you're talking to you someone... And you just shook his hand. Look, look at you're, this. You're talking with someone who's come second. Loads, right? And if you don't think that I don't know what these people at home want, you're absolutely... Well, you, you don't because they, no, they never wanted it. I, so. I, no, I absolutely do. I'm telling you, I absolutely do. And that's why I'm really happy to announce that we have a new poetry book here for this season of the Attitude podcast. You know about this book, Billy. And Adam, this one is for you. Uh, this is—I thought this is a way of reaching the olive branch. Remember, like we shook hands earlier there. Okay. So, so who, who, who is right? Who is yeah. Book? First of all. Which famous wrestler has written a book of poems for us here, Kevin? This is from A Wrestler's Lament and 100 Other Poems. Fucking like Dalton Wilcox's yeah, name. Is, by the Poet Laureate of British Wrestling, <laughs> Dalton Wilcox, Joe Durazio. Never oh, heard of him. He's someone. He is one of the main referees of British wrestling. Fuck me. No one has refereed in the Royal Albert Hall more for professional wrestling matches than the now deceased Joe Durazio. What happened was Joe passed away and they had And a li- then he wrote this book of poems. And then his children had a bit of a whip around. Then the children released this book. Mm. Not very well edited. Mm. Nor for the fact that it came out a couple of... I mean, when Joe was picking one, I, I told her specifically to avoid some of the, the racier ones, let's just say. British wrestling, mate. Okay. Um, Adam, this was for you. 
All right. Because I do remember when I first met, I first met we've you. Got, we've got the past tense that this was for this you. This was for you, <laughs> son of a bitch. Literally, I first, loved you. First time I met this lad, I'm like, where are you from then? And you're like, I'm Adam Biblo and I am from Great Britain. So I thought, that's what I said. This would be up your alley. That's what I said. British wrestler. And he's, he's there, isn't he? So this is from the Poet Laureate of British Professional Wrestling. And this poem is called, Why? Why? Why was Jesus white? Oh no. Wow. <laughs> this is a very biblical episode. <laughs> I once heard a black child say, Oh, Kevin. I couldn't answer then any more than I can today. And that was. Oh, that's not me! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, I've lived here for 10 I years. I can't now. tell what it's trying to say. I thought I'd have a go at your culture. You know, there you go. It's one of your British poet laureates. So. Um, is, is he is he having a, a pop that all depictions of Christ in the West are of a white man instead of a Middle Easterner? Is he. I think what? so. I think, yeah, the message there is sort of like, yeah, I don't know either, kid. That's a good point. Why was Jesus white? But he, was, but he wasn't, though. But he wasn't. But he wasn't. So why was he? Why? Jesus Christ, why? <laughs> <laughs> fucking why? Jesus Look. Christ, why? Look. Do you want me to bring back? I've got much... Would you leave it out? I, just, I can bring it back. All I wanted to... This wasn't meant to be aggro. This was meant to be This a, wasn't meant to be... This was meant to be good. This was meant to be a productive conversation about our, let's be honest, years-length campaign that we're going to have. <laughs> and I'm bringing it up now because we've got plenty of time to figure out all the details. And we've got plenty of poems. I don't think running with the manifesto of Blade Trinity will get us the votes that we need to get okay. across the finish line. Fair. All I'm saying is we need to retool the strategy and find something... You've got to remember... Billy's gonna pick something fucking horrible. So we could do the whole book of poems, like that ain't. That's gonna get less votes than Blade, buddy. Fucking hell, man! Review the book. You. <laughs> Who never would do that? That shit ain't gonna get. You over. know what? I'll never forgive you for giving the people at home the idea that reviewing Blade Trinity was somehow not a great idea. Because I think we could just do a commentary track for that as well, then. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, Adam, have I got an olive branch for you then? More biblical references here. It like. is. It's a night of God. Can you want to take us through or absolutely never before seen once in a lifetime experience? That's right. It is Kane versus the big show. Nothing would bring me more joy. Hey! So to recap how we got here, folks. <laughs> how did we get here? Night after WrestleMania... Kane and Big Show defend their tag titles against the Spirit Squad and they get screwed, baby. Mm. Spirit Squad pick up the win and take the tag belts away. By literally picking up the Big Show. Yeah, literally, yeah. Amazing. Mighty impressive. Kane starts hearing voices saying May 19th. They know what you did. It's happening again. May 19th. And they're all his voice as well. It's just him going like, May 19th. May 19th. May 19th. <laughs> it's really cringe. And it's crazy because I could hear those voices as well. So yeah. I thought I was going And the crazy. commentators could hear it too. And everyone Mad. could hear it. And you see Kane like beating his head and like leaning against the wall. Like, yeah. And Big Show comes up like, hey buddy, what's going on, man? Looking out for him like... Kane eventually snaps during their rematch yep. against the Spirit Squad, kills all the Spirit Squad, kills the referee, kills a big show. I thought you'd like that because that's classic Kane, like you know, yeah, laying waste to referees, yeah. all that jazz. Yeah, completely snapped. Next week, Kane's coming out for a match. Lillian introduces him. Here's Kane, big red machine, weighing weighing three hundred and twenty nine pounds, and he's like, "What was that about May nineteenth? And he goes to choke slam Lillian and the honourable Big Show makes the save. And you say honourable, but he brought nothing but disrespect and dishonour to House White 
coming out dressed like microwaved garbage. Oh, he was wearing his singlet with some fucking black joggers over and it. And one of the joggers had, had... Look, all I'm saying is, I've taken deliveries dressed like That's this. That's exactly what it is. And I felt bad. One all second, week, I'm coming. Like, all week after. You, uh, I don't, mm-hmm. don't, no, felt, felt, felt humiliated on his behalf there, Adam. Big Show makes a save, saves Lillian. And you think like, oh, are they going to feud now? And the next time we see him, Big Show's backstage with Kane. He's like, hey, man. Look, I'm concerned about you. I know we've got a match at Backlash, by the way, but he just, just mentions that they're I fighting love now. Like. How understanding Big Show is, and it's because they yeah. had a Wikipedia entry length relationship. It yes. deserves mm. that. There's one point where he goes, You can do that to other people, you'll do it to me because it's me. Right? It's me. It's nice. I like that. He cares about his friend. And Kane responds by going crazy and saying, don't you say that that word. Bloody word. And then he tries to gouge out Big Show's eye with yeah. his hand. Making this an eye for an eye. Another biblical reference. Another biblical reference. So poor Big Show just wants to understand what's going on with his friend. And what is going on with his friend? What is happening with Kane right now? Is there, own, is there any like journey that we could perhaps take? Well, it depends if you want to take this journey, Kevin, because this journey is going into darkness. Oh! Whoa! Folks... Here's the here's the deal. Here's the real answers and the real explanation of what's going Fuck on. Fuck yes. Big Show frowned. <laughs> <laughs> Did he do a big frown? He just wanted to understand what had happened to Glenn, his best friend. Things have been off for a while now. Ever since Glenn had returned from Hollywood, he seemed a different man. <laughs> that, that's what I like most about this as well. They slid in that, oh yeah, he's done a movie. Like it's the same date as his movie. Just like we had weeks of it, then it's like, oh yeah, and we all know, because right, we all know about yeah. IMDb, right? Like Show had known Glenn long enough to know that the man was always at least a little disoriented, but never like this. He finished his cigarette and went back inside to confront his friend. What the hell's your problem anyway, man? You're being a big baby, said Big Show. <laughs> Glenn sipped his Gatorade, which stung his throat as it disappeared down his gullet. A sensation he had grown so accustomed to over the years that he didn't even notice it anymore, although he did notice it more and more recently, reminding him of the days of being on the road with Grimm. Look, all I'm saying is, right, I, I was failing to get in touch with Michael Chiapetta after repeated attempts over in the Reading Ranch at Patreon, and I feel like this is, if there ever was a public pressure campaign, Mate, you're going to be put out of a job. Yeah, he's, seriously. He's got you right here. You want to talk to Michael Chiapetta, Kevin? Just talk to me instead. I'm, I'm becoming the guy. You know, those artists are like, oh, the AI is going to come and take her. Like, he's already done it. Yeah. It? He's not even AI, he's meat. You wouldn't understand, he said. Understand what? Look, if you're nervous about your movie coming out on May 19th. But as soon as Big Show's big words left his big lips, <laughs> Glenn, Glenn was seeing red. He pounced on his big friend and started clawing at his face, trying to get to his big eye. He didn't know why he wanted the eye, but he knew that he had to pull it out. Bob, what's your damage, dude? I mean, what the hell, Glenn? Glenn snarled. My name is Jacob Goodnight. Whoa! Baby. You, you take a man and fill him with chemicals like Kane, yeah. and you send him to a movie set and say, you tell him who he is. You're Jacob Goodnight, you pull out of people's eyes. And your movie's out on May 19th. Of course he's going to come back all fucked up from it. I guess the character, uh, oh, you know, the character acting, he goes in there deep as a result, doesn't Too he? Too deep. It's not like when it's Ceno Evil 2. You know, it was, all, it was all CG and, you know, he started crying when he saw all the sets and it wasn't, you know, like, like before. The, 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 the original was very depressing. I'm intrigued to see where this goes now, Adam. I feel like there is, I mean, we've had Cursed, we've had Avenged. This is obviously a whole new world that well, you're I, giving us. I was thinking about this earlier. If you remember Jid 1, 
Book one, Cursed, was yeah. like Kane's pre-life. Book two, Avenged, covered like 97, 98 a little bit. Yeah. So that's a glacial pace. That's true. We're jumped ahead to 2006 now. This is probably I more like book six or something. This is probably yeah. like book six or seven by this point, I would have said. Yeah. Have you got a name in mind? I would call it like literally like literally broken mirror. Broken. Because we're, we're no, about to get a reflection. Oh, I was going to say. It's got to be a past tense verb, I think. Oh, I was going to say book six, balls. Balls. <laughs> or mirrored. <laughs> mirrored. I like mirrored. that. We are about to see a reflection. I like the foreshadowing okay. you're doing here, Billy. A lot of foreshadowing going on here. I'm intrigued to see where this goes, Adam. Hmm, interesting. Maybe it'll go absolutely nowhere at all. <laughs> Before we get to the match, we're backstage oh. with the Grish man himself, Todd Grisham. He's with the big show, and wow, what an all-time quote. Kane is a movie, so what? I was in Waterboy, I didn't go around attacking everyone. <laughs> This is like honestly like Captain Insano respects the difference between the performance right. and the player. This no is blurred lines. The, the most entertaining I've seen the big show in a long while. Yeah. He's, he's good at this. He's very good at this. I like it. I really like it. I mean, what else are you gonna do with these lads if they're not gonna be in a tag team with each other? Feud. I mean, <laughs> all I'll say is the big show looks like he needs a fucking week off at least now. Yeah. They've done a good work with his eye. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the, good. The makeup on his eye. Yeah, I don't yeah. quite understand it. I think Glenn was trying to gouge the eye out, and instead he looks like, like he's a got big, a burn, like a, a friction burn. Yeah, yeah. Rubbing too hard with that with that glove that he's got. Yeah. <laughs> after Big Show's promo, you hear the commentators discussing what's going on, and Jerry goes, "Come on, May nineteenth has got to be more than just the release date for his new movie, right?" Right, right, right. It's, right. it's got to be more than that, right? It is. There is an explanation, isn't there? Yeah, we're gonna get we're to gonna that. Get I guess. That. Now, I watch all the Raws, and I'm currently reading through Jid over in the Reading Ranch on Patreon. You're immersed. I'm immersed. So I was felt I was keeping my ears open for this. They didn't mention that it's just the release date of the movie until tonight, right? No, they mentioned it a week or two before as well. They have mentioned, like, May 19th, well, that's messed Kane up, and also that is the day that his film comes out. Like, they've mentioned it before. But Kane himself is not Kane, no, 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 no. Okay, no. that's all right. Just wanted to check there. Let me tell you something. I was somehow excited for this match. Me too. In spite of the great bevy of evidence residing in my brain telling me that I should not be excited for this match. Well, like, we have genuinely seen a lot of awful Kane and Big Show matches, mm. but they were good at WrestleMania. This is a different version of the two guys than we've ever seen on the podcast yeah, before. But if I've ever spied two lads who were put together in a tag team because they were too hurt to be in singles matches, oh, the man. last thing you'd want to be doing is putting them against each other. In a singles yeah. match. Fuck me. So we start off with... Kane like yanking the referee as he rings the bell and blindsides Big Show. Weird, like cowardly heel mm. tactic. I'm not sure what that's meant to be about. Big Show press slams Kane. That was very impressive. Very impressive. Like, the first me thing in the match of a young Albert right yeah. there. And I want to say I was also impressed with Lillian Garcia selling the fear. Oh yeah, she saw very the good. Whole like both the entrances. She was like, uh, very you know, very making good. Making sure I didn't say anything wrong. Thought she added a little bit to this. And then I timed it, fellas. I double-checked. These two managed to go a whole 14 seconds. <laughs> 14! Before Big Show headbutts Kane into that corner, baby. I mean, my, my low bar was, you can last 10 without lads, right? Yeah. You know, one of them was a press slam, so they had earned it. 14 seconds, baby. And it took me 14 seconds before I wrote down, Jesus Christ, this is boring in my notes. Oh, no! I like it! Fuck off! Big Show starts <laughs> off chopping Kane's chest. 
He's mad though. This is a serious, serious feud. So no shoosh here tonight. He doesn't no. shush the fans. We're just getting straight up chops. What's going on as well with Kane's hairline? Has that ever been explained? What do you mean? He looks like hardcore Holly here. Yes. When his head is down, it looks like he's went, you know, had an unsuccessful encounter with a bear. You know. I don't know why he just needs to keep it shaved. He's obviously forgotten. Yeah, I think it's they they shave the whole thing with like trimmers, and then it almost feels like they razor the front half get of it, it to make it like super bold, and then like short at the back. I don't like, get it. It's I'm really just, I'm weird. just get rid of the whole lot, right? Yeah, he's he's because he's not bold. He's like half buzz cut, but the rest of him is bald. He's kind of Phil Mitchell with like a harsh line cut there. Like if Bobby Hill had a receding hairline. Yeah, again, want, like hardcore Holly. You want him to be Steve Austin, like full baby, clean shaven all the way over. Like. Very peculiar. Show starts working over the wrist of Kane, lifting him up and barging him into it. And then the fans start shouting May 19th. I like this. It's not like a chant or anything. It's just like random fans being like, Oi, Kane, May 19th. Hey! <laughs> There's so many signs that people have got yeah. saying May 19th. When, when, when Kane comes out, he does have a little, the fuck are you lot doing here? Yeah. Like, it is an effective viral marketing campaign. Yes, it's clearly working. the days of, I know Twitter's a thing and MySpace is a thing, but the idea of like, Something just being planted and making that information spread. You made this whole user base realize that May 19th was when an outside project was coming. Mm -hmm. And people have remembered that for fucking 20 years after yeah. the fact. They may not remember what the outside project is, but they know it's coming on that day. You know, there are not many dates in wrestling. We got August 1st warning and we got May 19th. Good job, WWE. It's true. I'm probably kicking themselves that they used it for See No Evil now and yeah. that's something else. JR tells us that Big Show is a uh, biscuit or two away from £520. <laughs> Brawl outside for a bit. Another little trip into another corner. Can't keep ourselves away from that. Is that when we got the show train, which is like the hoe train? Oh, where you like, Very good. Kane hits a lovely running clothesline and then he starts working Big Show's wrist and I realise now they've both been working each other's wrists a lot. They're trying to disable each other's choke slams. Oh yeah, heaven forbid we do a cool move. Right? <laughs> <laughs> good, good idea. Taking it, just snipping that right in the bud there. We did get our gloop in the night around this point oh. which is when Kane gets punched in the mouth by the Big Show and a big dirty slobber came out of his oh, mouth. Oh, lovely. Proper rope of a thing, like. Very nice. Like, as if that slobber hit a wall, it would have climbed down like an action man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. And as well as our gloop, we get a second grunt of the night here. Ooh. One hour, 17, 29. Big Show goes to do an elbow drop and Kane rolls out of the way. <laughs> leading to Big Show <laughs> producing like a Barney Gumble-ish kind of... <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we were more than something else or something. <laughs> we rest on the mat for a little bit while Kane works over Big Show's wrist some more, and then we get a standing wrist lock on a kneeling Big Show. Look, how the who is grunting up a storm. You two fucking liars. Look at you there. Please just punch I, I don't, smiling. I don't, I don't care, give a shit about the match. I care about everything else. Right, because I'm... so far we've got two injured men giving each other wrist locks. Cool, fun, exciting. The wrist locks make sense because they're trying to disable the choke slams and while he's doing this wrist lock Big Show the whole time is like <laughs> so it's fucking great is this, where, is this around the time where JR says this has not been a pretty match <laughs> <laughs> oh shit you think this match is like uh, is equal parts eye for an eye and wrist for a wrist oh. Kane goes for a flying clothesline off the top. Big Show catches him. He ain't got too many more of those left in him. Show catches him into like a belly to belly position 
and then he like transitions that into a. It's you know like in two K when you're trying to figure out how to do the moves where you Walk can carry people. Like... Like, oh no, I keep transitioning. <laughs> big fall away slam to Kane. We get a big running ass into where the corner, of course. Yeah, baby. Big show goes for a choke slam, gets reversed into a sloppy ass Kane DDT. That was not a DDT. No, it looked fucking miserable. Like, the crowd the, dead the for crowd, it as well. It kills the yeah. crowd. People tearing up their tickets to see no evil when they saw that one. And then here we come, folks. Home sequence here. Big Show sticks out his massive finger and he's like, I'm going to gouge his eye out. That was so fucking silly. Panto. It was like he was going to give him a wet willy. He's That's like how creeping yeah. up on him. Like and then suddenly, red lighting. May 19. ASMR Kane. Yeah, it's yeah. happening again. You can't stop it, Kane. Very, very Max Payne, this, with all yes. the voices and the red light. The baby crying. Kane, like, <laughs> Kane at first is, like, angry and snarling, and then eventually he's literally on the floor in where? The corner. Yeah, yeah. Curled up in a ball, like, shaking. Right, the cell there and the acting there. All right, Mr. Hollywood, you've, yeah. you've got some skills. That's, I like that. The thing, the thing I don't understand is... Jerry and JR, they hear this. Yeah, yeah. Every, they hear, everyone hears yeah. this. The only people who don't react to this are Big Show and the ref. And the ref. Yeah. Yes. I don't understand why they're not. Why they're not. Yeah, because the, the referee and the Big Show don't even seem to sell that the light has changed to no, a red. Yeah. Whereas JR and King are like, whoa, what's happened? What's the lights have all yeah. changed. So it's, it's a complete disconnect there. I like the idea in theory of what they're going for here. Big Show like, sees Kane suffering and he gets a chair. And he wangs Kane on the head of the chair. I'll give you a concussion to ease your pain. Thanks. Yeah, and it's meant to be sort of like with, you know, with like kind of with Al Snow in the past with head. It's sort of like this is going to like exercise the it's demon the most or whatever. 2006 thing mm. ever. I'll give you an unprotected chair shot to the head to uh, save the day. Yeah. It was good he did that. And then there's like a two second delay before the lights come back on again. I get what they're going for. But it is proper first year of uni drama. Yeah. yeah. Where the red lighting and the oh the spooky voices and everything. And, Look, and yeah. then back to normal again. We just came from season four where you know, we had the debut of Kane where there was lights, there was scary music that had been played, there was loads of special effects. Season one, we had loads of that, you know, with Kane yep. Undertaker battling it out with lightning bolts being thrown. And this is, for all intents and purposes, most of, if not it's just the same production crew, except there's more of them now. How has they struggled to do Kane now? That's and the thing. It's like it's so much less good than all the other stuff they did like ten years prior. And just outside the practical side of like the production, from a thematic point of view, it made sense in the past. It was like, oh, Kane's demonic. He's made the lights go red. He's throwing fireballs mm. or whatever. This is meant to be happening in Kane's head, but we're all witnessing it as well through the use of the yeah. production. And kayfabe-wise, it makes zero sense. And also as well, the fact that this ends with Kane sitting up then, and he's delighted. And laughing. Yeah. Happy yeah. as a pig with a bowl of shit. He's delighted with himself. What the, I think they went too grand in scale. I think mm. what they needed to do is bring it down massively, put it in backstage segments, yeah. but yeah. not even have this, vo this voice talking no. from somewhere else. I have a fucking tape player. That, yeah, I would have. have... A fucking... Kane goes into a room, 
he finds a fucking dictaphone, he presses yeah. play, and voices are, are Tape talking player, to him. Or he finds a note that says main night, stuff like that, and then yeah. later on it turns out who was sending them. It was Kane, he was sending them to himself, yeah. or something like that. Much better. Us all hearing MP3s of his voice going, May over 19th. The t- over the tunnel, yeah. Oh, May 19th. It's <laughs> so cringe. Is this technically an unsolved mystery? Have we, have we arrived at the conclusion now? Why... Only some people could hear this and other people couldn't. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Also, the match doesn't end. Yeah. Big Show just leaves. No no bell, no conclusion. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't even go to DQ because no. of count out. It just, it's just no contest. Just that's the end of the match. It was, um, yeah, in the Wikipedia section, this one deserves its own section of controversy as far as I was concerned. Even by these two men's low standards and with the out and with the bells and whistles, I thought this was easily the worst outing I'd ever seen between these two lads. Wow! Oh, so I, I I don't think it is. Disagree. Yeah, it's, I'm with it's, Billy. It's not. Well, you got a press slam at the start, so maybe that yeah. that alone I, saves it. I, I guess. I think it's all the bells and whistles around it. I've just mm. made me go yes, yes. That's it. it. It's it's the story. If this was just like these two lads have got nothing going on, let's chuck them in a match, which they often do, then <laughs> yeah. I'd be with you. Those are the worst Kane and Big Show True. matches. Yeah. They had a story, they had a motivation, they had characters here. Like Big Show cried. Big Show. Oh, what yeah, can you want? What yeah. can you want? Fair. It meant something, no, if nothing else. Story, I think you've, you've, you have me convinced, for sure, but just in terms of, a, like, I don't know why when you are going with a story that's, they're a little bit going out on a limb here. It's something a little bit different, yeah. you know. The one thing about this is that you're doing lots of lights and scary music and stuff like that. So I feel like you can hide behind that. You don't have to put us in the regrettable position to put the two lads in a singles match again. Mm. Like I just figured there's a way. Where's Snitsky? Come on, yeah. right? <laughs> Seriously, where is Snitsky? I don't even know it's anymore. Up to his tits and feet. You said it yourself. That's true. Backstage. This was... is one of the most horrible things I've ever seen. <coughs> Candace. <laughs> My goodness, you look beautiful. Thanks, Mr. McMahon, but <clears throat> what's that smell? Um, it, it's, it's it's not me. It's it's a, a new cleaning solvent that they have out on the market. It <coughs> smells a little fishy, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, not good. What can I do for you? My match is coming right up. Well, Mr. McMahon, <coughs> sorry, but I have this really bad chest cold, <coughs> and um, you know, with you being God, I thought maybe you could lay a healing hand on me. <coughs> <clears throat> um. Yeah, let's let's try that. Okay. In the name. Um, of... Mr. McMahon, it's a chest cold, so just a little lower, please. Oh, right. Okay, then. Why don't we try? You have beautiful shoulders. Let's try this. Yes. Yeah, Can you feel the? No, just a little lower. Maybe around that. Tiny little well, waist of yours is a feeling. So, uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, just a, a little bit higher. A little higher. Yeah. I like uh, yeah, uh, keep going. Yeah. Heal! Heal this woman's breast! Heal this woman's voluptuous breast! You feel it? Run it down my back! I feel it! Yeah! is next let's go what are you doing i'm just healing candace you can heal candace later let's go okay okay let's go damn it because you got vince mcmahon he's backstage yeah still pretty as a pumpkin 
And in comes Candace Michelle. And Candace goes, oh, it smells kind of fishy in here. And Vince is like, oh, right. Uh, and he's rubbing his hands. He's like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, um, uh, it's a new kind of uh, uh, oil that I think we're using to, to rub each other down. It just um, it smells kind of like fish. Um, I always thought that Vince had been wanking. Jesus. <laughs> what? And that smells like fish? No, because he, he, he only eats... Here's the thing. This, he only eats <laughs> mental you, Are you about to say it? you come what you eat? You do! <laughs> to a degree. He only eats steak wraps? So that it man's... smells of fish? No, it smells like a fucking waste treatment plant. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right, Vince is having guava, a nice fucking, you know, nice three bean stew, which we're having afterwards for our dinner. How appropriate that this segment is the worst thing I've ever seen because this segment of the podcast <laughs> is the worst thing I've ever participated in. Oh, no, I'm not saying that's what he is. I'm saying that, like... Because of the cell, I always thought, oh, that's what it was. Right. Realising now, oh, no, because of all the mackerel that yes. were in They're here earlier. The holy mackerel. But I don't think it actually was mackerel. But why, yeah, why, fish. why would he Why would he be sheepish and shy about having performed a miracle to Candace? Maybe the fish came and he thought, perfect opportunity. I'm going to crank one out now before the Jesus. main event. So you still think that he did have a quick one? Well, the way you've reacted has made me think maybe there's something <laughs> to this theory after all. <laughs> Uh, Candice Michelle comes in and she's game for a laugh and like it's well, crazy. she's got a cold. She's got a cold yeah. and she needs some chest infection. Yeah, and I'm I'm not saying this just because it's salacious. I'm saying this because of the quality of the performance. Candice Michelle does have a background as a legitimate pornographic actress. Yes, she's been in porn films. She has had to probably do the over the top sell from the not quite altogether studly studs yeah so when vince mcmahon puts his hand on her breast and she is like giving it both barrels of pure lightning it made me laugh but also vince mcmahon what's like with benoit last month this was simply too yeah, close to the it. incident too yeah. real yikes too real and it's, too weird, real. And it's weird from the, the from the type of character that mr mcmahon is where he's like he's kind of shy about it she's Which, she's begging him yeah. to touch her boobs and he's like, she, and he's like putting his hands on her shoulder. She's like, no lower. And he puts his hands on her waist. She's like, no higher. Like my tits, you idiot. You would yeah. think him being Vince would just be like, which he has, do, which like, he has done in the past. Yes. I don't know why he's been so coy about it here. I have a theory. Is it because he's good with Linda now? That's it. I think that technically, you know, last time it's 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 only been here and there. It was literally the segment before Jr. had to take time off for Doctor Heine. Where I can't believe I'm calling it that yeah. now. <laughs> But Linda turned heel there. The McMahon family's all together. Then we saw her backstage with Vince yeah. at WrestleMania. Maybe they're good together yeah. now. So Vince, Vince is, is like... Vince is quote-unquote satisfied. He is. I have a better theory. Is that they were doing this segment and they were writing it out and he's like, so I'm going to touch her boob. No, wait. She's going to beg me to touch her mm. boobs. And she's going to be really that desperate. Is, that is equally as likely. My two favourite lines from this segment. Heel! Heal this woman's voluptuous breasts. Fuck and me. quickly after, what the hell was that? JR's yeah, right. face when they cut back. Thank you, it's, Jim. It's like when when Bossman made uh, Al eat pepper. <laughs> and we cut back to Jerry just like... <laughs> it was honestly, it was a face similar to that. Like. Well, Billy, this was obviously the little sorbet to adjust the palate for what we were getting. Oh. From what the hell was that to what the hell is this? <laughs> it's the McMahons versus Shawn Michaels. And God. McMahon is Satan-like. He is morally corrupt. McMahon has broken every commandment known to the good Lord. And now he wants to bring Shawn Michaels physically, spiritually, 
emotionally so diabolical, so devoid of human kindness, well, that he's getting everything that McMahon deserves. Vince, you better be the one to hit your knees and pray to the God above. God, I don't like you. You don't like me. You are going to endure your own personal hell. Is literally getting the hell beaten out of him. You nor anyone else in the world can beat the McMahons. You can't do it. He has been battered bloody, but he's still breathing. Satan lives. It became a handicap match, me versus you and God. You have finally, finally gone completely insane. You're in a war. That war for you is gonna continue because at Backlash, there's gonna be a tag team match, John. You and God versus me, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, and my son, Shane. I'm here to announce for the first time, a new religion. My own personal religion. And the name of it is McMahonism. McMahonism is the theology of the future. Yet I know there's one person here in this arena who will not convert, and his name is Shawn Michaels. But in backlash, I can assure you, when my son Shane and I get finished with Shawn Michaels, he will fall on his knees and worship at my feet. I'm like, may God strike me down as I stand here before you. Mr. McMahon asked for a signing. Well, he got one. That wasn't an act of God at all. That was a succession of mere coincidences. I told you, Sean, God's not here tonight. Sean Michaels better hope that there is an act of God. God has abandoned you. Sean Michaels, I will unleash the apocalypse on you. God will not be at your side. The God of McMahonism will guarantee victory against Sean Michaels at Backlash. Not even you, God, can protect him. This package, Mamma Mia! That's another God reference, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, McMahonism, which is one of those things where it's provided many good memories, many golden segments. But, but I mean, the one with Vince and Shane going into the church is like that's the mm, segment. That's yeah. like I like I remember Joe seeing that and that being like a whole aspect of wrestling fandom was unlocked for her. Yes, realizing that wrestling cannot take itself seriously no, yeah. but also kind of you know the characters in it can seem to take themselves seriously so like, there's a lot of gold here but McMahonism has had some shaky moments including I'm sure you saw this on Rod the, the long promo Vince did where he just you know showed a bunch of photoshops oh, of him fuck on Mount Sinai the crowd erupt into a unanimous boring chant and yeah. it's one of the only times I've ever seen Vince McMahon get rattled as he's there reading off his notes looking up from his glasses going I assure you, it's not boring. I assure yeah. you, it's not boring. Damn, man, Vince, <laughs> what's going on, baby? The, 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 the only time he's come closer to that is is when 
they were in Italy. Yeah. And, oh. and they're, 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 doing the, they're doing the white stripes. Right, at, least, like, at least that was like, shut up! And yeah. that was like a wild crowd. This yeah. was just yeah. like a, an ornery, tired, bored crowd. And that's when it was just starting. Yep. You know? And then there was That the was the one. introduction of That McManism. was the introduction yeah. of McManism. When they did the bits, and I think this was even in England. Yes. When they did the bits where it's like, well, maybe there's a little bit of God left in this planet of ours yeah. after all. Where inexplicably the pyro went off Those and all explosions. that. They never explained that. That was like meant to be like, oh no, it was go- meant to be God. God, it's meant, yeah. Because it, it, I was waiting for that to be a moment where Shawn Michaels like sees a buddy in the production office, like, thanks for that, pal. Yeah, but no, they don't do any of that. It is just like, oh yeah, God stepped in. <laughs> like, this is classic Vince McMahon, where you are giving me week on week stuff where it's like, yes, exactly like that, hilarious, great, and then the next week it's like you done something that's like not funny, it's not entertaining, it's boring. And it makes me think you don't know why I like the previous yes. bit in the first yeah. place. Got the wrong end of the stick here. It depends on what mood he's in and what writer is pitching. Yep. This is a wild ride, is all I'll mm, say. Absolutely. <laughs> Particularly Vince McMahon going, Amen, Amen, Amen. <laughs> that is one of the most demented fucking things I've ever seen. Uh, Vince coming out here, got a bit of schmuck on him. He's looking dirty yeah. already. He looks really fucking... This is just pure filth even something man we're seeing here. <laughs> I fucking hate his skin at this point in time. He's so, so gross looking. Is, is it just the tan or is there anything else working it's, here? It's the texture and the tan because he looks like, you know, you know when you've roasted a chicken for a little too long mm, yeah. and you get that super crispy skin? Yeah. It looks like his skin is just going to come clean off the bone at this point. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. There, there is a part of me that thought that this match was going to be all just kind of because I saw this one ages ago. I'm pretty sure I did it for some how to episode way back when. Mm. I was like, yeah, there's a lot of like silly bits, like the bit that was at the start, like you know where Vince is like, oh, here comes God, everyone, the Holy Roller. And he, he sells it like he's like, oh, like shocked <laughs> well, that he's here. Marked out when he called him the hipster of heaven, <laughs> and he comes out to like somebody go, my mama, somebody come. And Vince's mama. dancing is legitimately unhinged. Well, like. the fact that we've gotten that three separate times over the years with three different characters, yeah. God. The Funkasaurus and Ernest the Cat Miller. This is Vince's favourite theme, it I think. It really is. Then yeah. Vince af- asking the ref to check, check God. Check, check him. him. Check him. He fucking slaps Kyoda yeah. across the face. That made me laugh so much. And Kyoda's, like, Kyoda's acting his socks off as well. Like, what? <laughs> what do you want from me? This is my boss. <laughs> I mean, it was funny. It made me laugh a lot. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where I thought you could have done this. And then have Sean come out, super kick them both, and be done I mean, yeah. in five minutes. Yes. And I'm not saying I didn't like this match, but I'm saying there's an alternate timeline where Vince McMahon doesn't wrestle a 20 minute main event here. Right. Because he's taking bumps. That's it. He's mm. heavily involved. He goes off the fucking stage early on. And there's, there's no massive appetite to see Vince get his ass kicked because we just got that. And Shane as well. Even yeah. Sh- even at WrestleMania, Shane mm. got beat up too. Like, And, and it feels weird as well because he makes this match a no holds barred yes. match. Yes. Which we already had last month. Yes. It feels weird that we're going to give you the same stipulations. Even by making it different when you invoke so much similarity, it's going to be diminishing returns. Like Jim Ross, he's like 70% as upset as he was last go around. Even though what we're seeing should be more upsetting. The man's just founded his own religion. Yeah. Mm. And I know there's a lot of people who liked the fact that it was meant to be more of a grounded in a what you were as a person, what you become, Shawn Michaels, this is a reflection on your personal growth, and then all that's gone now. No, it's none like, of that. Silly billionaire makes that's a religion, it. waka waka. And it's up to Shawn to stop him for some reason. Like Shawn's heart's not really in it. 
this as much? Sean's not really in it at all. Like he's barely been. You talk about all these McManism segments. How many times have we talked about Shawn Michaels? He's mm. not done anything. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty much just like you know turned the other cheek. I guess he, he got beat up part. by Umaga, and that was about it. Pretty much. So we have Shane and Sean taking the majority of it at the at the start. Vince gets cross bodied off the stage. Oh, that is right, which was you know, I mean, you're going to send the boss off the stage. That's how you do it. But man, Shawn Michaels. I, I, I am seeing it here now so much more clearly than in 97 because I'm not seeing him and thinking anything other than here he is, he's back now. Maybe this is a bit difficult with him because of the God shit, but he's just like performing the best of his ability. Yep. He's thankful, he's happy. I feel at peace watching Shawn Michaels yeah. in a way I could not be in 1997. That's it. It's lovely watching Shawn wrestle and not have any things in the back of my mind where it's like, oh God, now he's going to fucking deal with this yeah. or whatever. Like, it's just, no, he's, this guy is he's, great. He's sober, he's not hurt. Yeah, no. and it's kind of stayed that way. Yeah. You know, yeah. other than the only kind of dark twist the ter- tail's eggs is he went to fucking Saudi and ruined his retirement a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but otherwise... But like, here's a little feel-good nugget for you guys because you went through all the season four with me. Brett decided to bury the hatchet and reach out with Sean when he saw Sean's match with Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. He thought the match was so good. How can I hold on to resentment for someone I respect so much? That's lovely. And then at the end of that sentence, he's like, and that fucking dickhead Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Do the line, Brett! <laughs> fucking love it. Keep doing it, buddy. <laughs> Scariest moment of the entire pay-per-view is here on the ramp when Shane Tease is doing a pile driver on Sean on the fucking stage. Yeah, man, he's got Andy Kaufman there. Like... Take a pile driver off Shane McMahon, no thank you. How about the chair shot to the face instead? I mean, oh, he got it pretty bad. Real bad. Sean bleeds, I'd say, more here than he did at WrestleMania, yes. if that's possible. Yes, definitely. definitely. He's bleeding for two, I guess. He's bleeding for the Lord Almighty as well. Like... <laughs> Jim Ross hasn't got it in him just to kind of to work his dander up, and that's fine. But he still tries. You know what it is, King. I think I think Vince is jealous of Sean's relationship with God. He's jealous. It's all right. He's jealous. Yeah, that's, that's what, what it is. is. Yeah. Shane McMahon working them Ricky the Dragon steamboat arm drags. He arm drags Sean right into the barricade. Yeah. Shane McMahon goes for the big elbow off the top. He misses. We got a big DDT then afterwards, and then. We get the hot tag to the recuperated, wobbly as hell, it's Vince McMahon. And in he comes to give Adam his favourite thing, a strangulation spot with a belt. And whipping him with a belt. Just to say as well, I hate this. We've had it, I think, at least once a season where it's like a no DQ match. It's meant to be tag rules or whatever, but anything goes. So let's all fucking fight at the same time. We're going to brawl over here. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to fucking kill you. Now I'm going to go back to my corner for a bit yeah. and I'm going to wait for the tag. You're going to play by the rules for a minute. Yeah. Even though they don't have to at all in this match. I don't think Vince McMahon has ever had as much sustained offense in a match than he does here. Like yeah. There's a part where he's got the bin and I did like it was Jerry who's like, oh, revenge for WrestleMania because he put him in a bin. Yes. And Vince is literally like salivating like, yeah, yeah, turn around, yeah, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you. And when he hits him, it's like he's fucking, like he's, he's went to the moon. He's so yeah. fucking yeah. happy with himself. He actually did it. It's very dark sided this match. It is. It's Empire Strikes Back mode here for Sure. Big time. We do get a JR classic when when he's uh, when HBK is getting whipped with the being whipped but like a government mule. Ah, we, baby. Get, we get a JR classic. An all-timer. Do you know the uh, genesis of that, folks? No. With, with the government mule? 
It was when slaves were repatriated and emancipated, they were given plots of land, most of which were not fit for farming in the dust bowl or you know fields of rock or whatever it is. And they were all given one government issue mule because the land was so hard to work and make a living out of, the mule would invariably, by these farmers, get the absolute dog shit beaten out of it. Hence, whipped slash beaten like a government mule. That's fucking horrible. How to JR available now. <laughs> <laughs> Shaming man blasts his pappy with a chair rather than blasting his ass with his own face. That is an assassination mm. chair shot. Yeah, it was proper GT. Like, Bam! Wasted. Wasted. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> and I, you know, I'll tell you what, there's one thing about Shawn Michaels when he bleeds like the stuck pig he is here. My God, when he starts doing a comeback when he's bleeding that much, it is exhilarating. Mm. Seeing him kip up at a big flick of yeah, blood. Yeah. Oh my God. And we should say at this point, he's on his own now as well. God has left the building, oh, unfortunately. No. God has abandoned you, Sean. Like, the crowd is so uncomfortable during yeah. that bit. Yeah, there's another fight from the te- Kentucky <laughs> State. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Like, you know, God bled as well. You know, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> this match alone is like fucking 20 infractions. Easily. Like, isn't it? Jesus Christ. Sean gets the super kick to Shane and Vince. Invokes DX. We get triple sockets. Oh my God. Yeah. The crowd. Huge DX chance. Like people, this is the thing, right? People are attached to the memory of DX as opposed to the actual factual memory of DX. Absolutely. Like in 97, no one chanted DX. Nah. 98, 99. Anyone fucking chant DX ever? Maybe for a minute. Maybe? D- did you at the time think DX was coming back? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And were you excited about it? I mean, I was excited about it from the extent that I was sick of Triple H as a heel at this point and I wanted him to be a good guy. And I was like, you know, I, I thought the idea of them being together was going to be entertaining. Mm. But that being said, like for me, it was... It was all new because I didn't see classic Sean in DX. No, you would have um, only seen Triple H's DX. So for me, like it was just like, I'm going to see something new and it's going to be big. And I was just excited from the viewpoint of, I want to see Triple H do something as a good guy at this yes. point. You know, I was long since past the point. I thought, you know, they turned him good guy with him and Rick in 05 for like a minute. And then he immediately mm. turned back heel. And that was really sour for mm. me. So I was excited on that front. But like what we were getting wasn't necessarily what anyone was going to be expecting because at this point the writers and Vince and all the team they've got this notion of what DX is and it's entirely new. It's yes. not yeah any it, no. This is and I think for for what it's worth, good, bad, or indifferent, not since the Rocket season two have we seen nostalgia served up in an exciting new formula, mm-hmm. quite like we're getting yeah. here with DX in 06. They have retooled it. <laughs> But anyway, here's the Spirit Squad. We get the same thing we had at WrestleMania here, which is where like the crowd is like super into it, fever pitch, Sean is on top, and then it's like, right, now I'm gonna go and get it the table. Set up the table. Yeah, I literally did that your cup of tea yeah. out of the And a second table, <laughs> set up that table, gonna set up a ladder. I love the crowd during this. It's like, we want tables. And he starts putting the tables up. We want ladders. <laughs> and he gets the ladder. And he takes a ladder. <laughs> and now what? And now what? And now what? And we don't see the spirit squad at first. We just see Sean climb the ladder and he's going to dive onto both the ladders. Yeah. the groan from the crowd. I legitimately, I'd like gasped because I thought Sean had gone insane. And you just, just see him jump the, jump the wrong <laughs> way. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, the spirit squad they've, are there. They've just accidentally broken the 180 rule. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love this. Kofi Kingston, you know, does that kind of trust fall. That's that kind of like he just falls to the heaven from yeah. the heavens, you know? This was amazing. Breathtaking spot. Mm. I think this was the spot of the night for me. It was for, on any match, yeah. Sean floating backwards like that. That was incredible. 
it is getting to the point now where because at the time I loved it because I, I loved the gimmick of the spirit squad but when the crowd are expecting them yep. and the expectation is tag team partner is the big old groan mm. it's taken a little bit of the the fire out of some of these matches now. Yes. And it's only going to get worse, I think, from this point. The Spirit Squad interfering all the goddamn oh, time. Yeah. You don't need to be Marines for me to cheer for a 501 assault of Shawn Michaels. <laughs> this did me fine, and there was no exaggeration or lies needed. This <sighs> happened all the time, and it was fun. It was exciting. This was really, really cool. And they attack him like he's lost in Resident Evil 2, and he's been eaten alive by zombies as they slowly pan around Shawn Michaels and going, Ugh! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they 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 do the move that they did to Big Show, where they each grab a limb, throw him up in the air, and pull yes. him down. Five man slam. Is that do, what it's do, called? And no, it's do, not got a name. And doing yeah. doing that to Sean, who is obviously considerably lighter than the Big yep. Show, get some fucking air on that one through a table. When as they well. do it to Sean, they let go of him, and Sean floats, and you see him like he like always like looks, and he's like fuck turns. Yeah. It's like he's in slow motion. But yeah, it's not got a name. That's always confounded me. That's te- that you sh- know? should be a big part of the brand. Anyone like... want to workshop a name here? Five Man Slam. I mean, they're the spirit. Five Man Slam is a great name. Five Man Slam's good if we can in- like incorporate cheer into it. <laughs> Give somehow. me a slam! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Bam! <laughs> I love uh, as well. Like, slam's good. I love that. Yeah. I, I, I love like you know when the referee's back is turned, five men come yeah. in and go, <laughs> <laughs> fucking incredible. And the referee turns around, you can't see him because they're up in the air, like still <laughs> falling down. Fabulous through the table. It splinters. It goes everywhere. The McMahon's win. Jr. makes up for the left and he went, ah, bullshit. Ah, <laughs> bullshit. That's, a, that's another find. I, uh, <laughs> I, I apologize, folks. <laughs> I apologize. I move over Joey Styles, Jerry Lawler. Hang on a second. It's up. It's, it's like, get, hang on. Wait, it's like the father, the oh. son. Come through the Bible there. And the holy spirit squad. There it is. There it is. You know, what? I don't think we've mentioned it yet, but toothless... Good guy. I don't. I just. I'm here on the wrestling show. I don't know who anyone is. This king sucks. Rubbish. Yeah. Fucking rubbish. Coach is eating his lunch. How I sad know. is that? I just, Coach. He's got nothing. It's not yeah. like he's tenured enough. He's just. He's on auto cruise. Mm. Jerry the King Lawler is on auto cruise mm-hmm. this whole season. Well, for the next 10 years. I was going to say, that doesn't surprise me because I will never forget that interview with him in like 2013 where they were like, what's it like being back on commentary again? He's like, oh man, it's like just hanging out in the yard chatting with my pals. Like, it doesn't even feel like work. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't fucking feel like work because you're not working. Yeah. Like, Okay, here's, here's something I found out from JR's books that'll probably make you more angry. Here we go. Jim never wanted to know the finishes of matches because yep. he wants to know and react organically. Real reactions. Perfect, fine. But he would obviously know the running order. Lead play-by-play, what's coming up when. Jerry, no. Jerry didn't apparently even show up for most of the production meetings. Well, so he doesn't want to know anything He wouldn't know anything. He wouldn't know what's coming up next until he saw the script in front of him when he sat down. And like the amount of times where Jim in his book is like, I'm sitting there, I'm sweating bullets, I'm stressed now, I've got Vince in my ear, I've got you know, 10 things happening at once, I've got to worry about... Ken Shamrock not showing the event. I know the main event is coming up. I gotta get the plugs in. And Jerry literally just kind of sits down, like coming into the bathroom, like, right, what are we doing? You know, that, <laughs> that is the the, the bibliotech formula, is what I would say. Like, there's me with like all my notes, like, okay, I just need to get through this. Like, how many chapters can we do today? The reading rancher Ke- here. Kevin rocks up, like, hey, what we're we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Something nautical, I think. You know. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it was fine. It was. 
It was a step down from last month. Definitely. It was. You had a big step down. There was excellent stuff in this match, and there was stuff that was like gratuitous. Like, I'm not going to defend this match against anyone who thinks it's shit. Nah. But, like, it's a guilty pleasure, I would it's, call it's it. Definitely, it's definitely entertaining. Yeah. Like, it's... If, if my guilty pleasure is a really dirty pizza, this is a dirty pizza from a place that I know is not as good as the place I want to order it from. Yes. The previous month is the actual guilty pleasure. It just about managed to not outstay its welcome. Any longer, I would have been really fucking yeah. bored yeah. with it. But... And I think JR's bullshit was doing some heavy lifting That, there, that lads, genuinely you know? did lift up the spirits again a little bit, like... <laughs> Backstage, it's the Grish man, and he's with, and I quote, the most controversial champion in WWE history. That's right, folks. Hulk Hogan himself is here tonight. <laughs> it's John Cena. John Cena is here, and John is not quite figured out how to address this, nor have the writers in the room. We don't have, like, at WrestleMania, the special Jim Ross, like, you know, we're not going to get, like, Kentucky's a little bit more no, hip-hop. No, no, can't keep doing that. The traditionalists here in, in Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> no, the fans here are actually cheering John quite a bit. More than usual. More so than usual. Yeah. But, man, I never thought I'd be sitting here going, fuck me, good job on the, the, the marketing big wing who came up with WWE Universe, because I have never heard as cumbersome a wieldy, unwieldy phrase as, Todd, the sports entertainment community is divided. Oh, what the fuck is that? The sports entertainment community. No, no, no. Give me WWE Universe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, that does seem more palatable now somehow. Absolutely fine. Uh, yeah, this match is about three things. Hoes, hammers, and haters. Hoes? Yeah, uh, Lisa. Li- Lita. Oh, for fuck's sake. Lisa Hose. That's not me, that's them. <laughs> Triple H's got the hammer and John's got mm. the haters. Triple H. Hey, Triple Triple H. I didn't think this was a great outing from John. No. You know, there was a point in his career where you could see that it just didn't get to anymore and he's like, here we are. Yes. I'm yeah. fired up. And people are like, you fucker, you are fired up, aren't a, you? And it's a long way off that. Yeah. Because he doesn't get that until about maybe 2010. What, before he metastasizes? Oh, <laughs> he, he feels rattled at the minute. Yeah. Though, he does. Like, and like, rightly so. Oh, like, yeah, it's you not know. nice. And I will say, you're not making it any easier with him with this booking. No. Because yeah. this triple threat match, folks, that we have coming up later on tonight has been preceded by three handicap matches. Every variation. Since WrestleMania, you've had all three of these men wrestling each other. You've had Cena and Edge versus Triple H. Cena and Triple H versus Edge. You had Edge and Cena versus Triple H. And I'm like, no, no more. Every no main event. More! Yeah. This is... That's my least favorite Vince McMahon trope. Yes. Of like, we've got a pay per view, we've got we've got a triple threat match. The the worst for it is fucking Survivor Series. Yes. Where for a month before Survivor Series, we're gonna have a Survivor Series every yep. Raw and SmackDown. Yay! You don't fucking do it. No. Well, you know, Billy, we build up to Christmas dinner. We have a turkey every week. Yeah. You know, all of November, all <laughs> yeah. December. You know, that's the way you do it. Yeah. Um. Not not a good not a good way to go. You won't get anyone over. Yet alone the most controversial champion. Right. The sports entertaining community will... The sports enter... This fucking... <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck, the sports entertainment community will remain divided after tonight, I believe. Hello, my students. It is I, Matt Stryker. Uh-oh. Your designated man who has to fill out time because Trish Stratus, as we've never told, has been severely injured and will be didn't get to have a full match. Go fill out some time! I forgot that Matt Stryker was billed as from the classroom. From the classroom. (laughs) It's not how hard you work, it's how smart you work. The reason I'm obsessed with this gimmick, and not because I'm a former teacher, is because Vince McMahon, apparently, this was one of these gimmicks where it's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yes. This yes, is... he was really into this, wasn't he? Striker did a shoot interview and he's like, did the gimmick get over with Vince? He's like, Vince fucking loved it. And I knew from day one I was golden as long as I could do this gimmick. He's like, and they're like, why? It's like, Vince McMahon came over to me and went, you're going to come out and you're going to say, I'm Matt Striker. I'm your teacher, you goddamn motherfucker. You're not my teacher. And that was it. <laughs> you're not my teacher. <laughs> and he's like, he knew at that moment that Vince was like, hated teachers. Yes. And hated his teachers. Yes. And hated the idea of them in general. Ergo, him just being like, I'm a teacher. Boo! That's it. It's my idea to teach you things. Boo! Yeah. You're all going to learn by opening a book. Boo! What a heel. That's <laughs> like... Do you know his real life story? Because here they're like, this man had to retire in disgrace. He was fired yes. as a yes. social studies teacher. He was fired because he went as a passionate youth to take Kurt Angle's open challenge. But, and he skipped work. Skipped yeah. work. You mm -hmm. know? Amazing. But like the way that they That's say it, it makes it like... Heroes thing. They, they make it sound like he's a diddler. In disgrace. In disgrace. Like, poor Matt, like. Oh, well, Billy, God. if he won the gold medal from Kurt, it would have been a different story. You know, he returned to the classroom and moved the gold medalist. Yeah. Here yeah. we go, kids. Like, but yeah, they're making it like. And also, as well, I should inform all you folks that Matt Stryker is someone who has always had quite the following online. He is, yeah. uh, he is uh, a lot of people like to watch Matt Stryker's matches because of his ill fitting trunks. Oh. He's hung like a zoo animal, folks. Oh, wow. Let me tell you, when we if, if we see Matt Stryker wrestle, I mean, we'll be wrestling I, with more than Matt Stryker. I is on don't stage. think we will. I don't think so. Mm. And also, crazy to think, Rob Conway and Goldust, they took, on, they took each other on on Sunday Night Heat. The last ever time that Heat would have a match on the pay-per-view that leads into the show itself. Oh, right, like a pre-show. Yeah, they stopped doing that. Oh. And years before the pre-show, so I guess we're kind of in a no-man's land mm, at the damn. moment. So, yeah, there you go. He, he runs down Kentucky. Yep. Yeah. I had to look up some things because he talks about illegally recruited basketball players. There it is. something going on there. So, it's, it's, it's NCAA, so college basketball. Oh, so we're dealing with the worst. Yeah. We're so, dealing yeah. with like, people not being treated like humans yeah. now, essentially. So, this didn't sit, like, for, I, I was looking over it, like, University of Kentucky scandal 2005, 2006. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't really find anything. I could find stuff in the 80s, which is like, what I think... Because they had a big, big scandal in the 80s. Well, with, because, if this is not it, we will find out very soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Check the DMs. As, as, but as far as I can tell, as reference to the... So when you sign an athlete for college, you are not allowed to give them anything. You can, uh, you can, you can say to them, you know, these are the benefits of our program. But you can't just here. give them a load of money. Right? Can't, right. can't give you money, can't yep. give you a car, stuff like that. They fucking all do it. Yes. Because, you know, you'll have a kid who comes from a really poor background, rock up at college in a fucking Lamborghini. Yeah. And that's why or the parents well, have got a new house. But isn't that the, the bullshit thing as well, why it's like they don't get residuals for appearing on like mm. football games, video yeah. games and stuff like that. Like unlike any other athlete yeah. who appears in a game yeah. like that. Yeah. But there was a there was a big scandal where it was found that one of their players was given one grand given a grand by the, the coach right. before he made the choice to come to that. Right. Jesus Christ, right. that's gonna get an arena of people riled up but yeah. like, but <laughs> it's a little but bit of money from what I understand actually this particular U Un University of Kentucky had a they, they have a lot of, known for sort of scandals right I see they, of, of terms of just being like it's one of the most corrupt basketball programs but even so this was like 20 years before yeah, Matt Stryker was I, I couldn't find promo. anything hmm. newer than that wow. they might, someone might be able to fill me in so please do mm. uh, but that's the most I could find of, in terms of 
an illegally signed player. That's well, what I could find. I am therefore, if it's 20 years old, I am referring to this heat I'm officially categorising as fucking ice cold. Yeah. <laughs> because the audience didn't boo. It nah. didn't redo anything. They bring out Eugene. Yay! <sighs> Yay! I didn't know. I didn't know that this was going to happen. Don't I, lie. No, no, no. Going into it, because this isn't mentioned, because I... When I, I, I'll go on to CageMatch Cage match, yeah, yeah. just to get the, the, the cards for when I make my document to do this. Yes. They never mentioned segments. Yeah. So I did not know this was on this pay-per-view until it happened. Mm-hmm. Right. And this actual segment, what happens here, literally made me gag and I had to stop watching for a little bit. It's, yeah, it's repulsive. It is repulsive. So skip ahead a few minutes if you don't want to hear what it is. Everyone is meant to like be annoyed because he's like, ah, it's Eugene. He's special the needs. Pick on Eugene. He's an idiot. And all of you and are he's from Kentucky. Yeah, oh, he's, he's, he's at hometown Louisville, right. you know, and that's why he would have Cornette stars in OVW, right. you know, he would have been the, the kind of one of the mainstays there. And you know, you got Jerry calling him a mental midget and all the usual mm. fucking usual. And JR's like, oh, come on, Eugene's a cuddly, lovely young boy, mm. you know, just yeah. either infantilizing him or just straight up yeah. insulting him. It's yep. fucking awful. Matt says that he's obviously a product of inbreeding. Yes. Yeah. Um, go which, there. Is, which is par for the course for Kentucky. And yep. then we have, right, I got a pop for him saying you can't write your own name. He wrote down Matt Stryker loves poop. And Stryker being like, I don't love poop. Good the job. was good. Then he goes into his nose. All right. The close-up. Yeah, close extreme close-up. And I swear to fucking God, I've seen graves that are more fresh than this fucking booger <laughs> oh. he pulls out. Jeez, and the fucking hard zoom in on it as yep. well. This miserable, dusty, grey fucking... Grey. This old fucking thing. Yeah. It's, like, it's, like, it's like it's gimmicks. <laughs> and he's licking his lips, rolling yeah. it, and Jerry's like, oh, man! just like it's like salacious yeah and then he sticks on his finger he rolls it and he puts it he fucking shoves it like right down matt striker's gullet yeah with one finger like to the point where if there wasn't a sour smelly old snot on there you gag anyway anyway mm. yeah and he goes he fucking tickles his tonsils with this dirty old fucking muck on his fucking finger yeah. oh no, mm. I didn't think you'd do a, a more offensive thing with Eugene by not even mention any of the other yeah. offensive things yeah. about him. They found a way. Good job. Yeah. The thing, the, the, my biggest takeaway of this segment is is the comment about Eugene being a product of inbreeding. Because what does that say about the Bischoff family? Because <laughs> oh, yeah. he's a well, Bischoff. There you go. Yeah. Because Eugene is a Bischoff. That was part of the, the, the dig about him. Yeah. Yeah. Fake, you know, because yeah. he said, "Oh, his sister, she did some weird kind of things, man." Oh, you know, God. that was the kind of the, the the line they had. And Jim Ross to put a cap on this segment that will make you feel even worse. Not even barbecue sauce would make that taste any sake. better. <laughs> Yuck! Gross. And then Jim Ross, they cut back to him, and he's literally like. <laughs> oh. we should we also missed that Eugene gives Matt Stryker a stunner as well oh yeah he stuns <laughs> he him stuns his him. music plays fantastic come back to Jim Ross who's literally in the throes of a shoot gag <laughs> and Jerry's like what's the matter Jim did you find that repulsive he's like yep um folks i need a promo or something like it's literally like video package cut away that's how we go in to our main event you lads may have noticed up until now i've been like really quite positive about this time period and even when it's bad i've been enjoying it and having fun and i've been really taken aback by how much i'm enjoying 06 this segment is the one that shattered everything for me <laughs> where I was like, oh no, I remember what it feels you, like now to be watching ha, Billy's picks. Have you, have you had much Eugene on the rules? No, not no. actually. Not one. 
Not one. We are in the sunset of Eugene's career. Yeah. Mm. You know, compare where he was at, you know, maybe a year ago, it's night and day. But they, yeah. they by their own admission, they used him too much. I want to be clear know? as well. It's not just Eugene's presence that has done this for me. No. It's the usage of Eugene, the juvenile humor, yeah. the fucking bogeys, the inbreeding jokes, all of that in one go. And with fucking Vince groping Candice earlier, it's just, it got too much yeah. to me at this point. Um, I don't blame you for that. We've not even gotten to DX yet. We've not even gotten to DX. That's it. I was like telling myself, well, I'm going to enjoy it until they show up. Yeah. Nah, they've ruined it already. Uh, Adam, if you keep filling up on all this shit, you won't have room for your, your blowjob with Triple H. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> really just, just you wait until um, they, they realise they can get past the censors by saying, I love cocks, but they're I referring know, to chickens. I know. If you say you're talking about a chicken, you can say, I love cocks all you want, Adam. I feel like the real me is back now, at least. Yeah. <laughs> I've been under a spell for the last couple of months, <laughs> and now I'm at least awake again now. It's Triple H versus John Cena versus Edge. <laughs> WrestleMania 22, WWE title on the line. This is what it's all about. Defending this means you rise to the occasion. These two men are laying it all on the line. And mark my words, the king of kings goes back on his throne. Oh my God! John Cena's throwing the will to leave WrestleMania 22 with this WWE title intact. Hit hard, fight hard, and stand tall. STFU, can the game hold on? Look at the pressure that Cena's putting on the game. Yeah, look at that! The game taps. I don't believe it. The champ is still here. Cena made the game submit. I tapped out because I underestimated the champ. Well, trust me, it will never happen again. The way I see it, that is mine. And I want another shot. Whoa, 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 hold on a minute. Triple H, you lost, which means you go to the back of the line and somebody else takes your spot. Someone who won at WrestleMania, someone who destroyed a future Hall of Famer, a hardcore legend named Mick Foley, in his own environment. Edge is relentless. And that someone is me. Edge is back where he deserves to be, in the WWE title chase. At Backlash, it will be a triple threat match for the WWE Championship. Edge, Triple H, and the reigning champion, John Cena. the weeks leading to backlash these three men have played a game of can you top this oh <laughs> pedigree there it is the game has beaten john cena WWE titles on the line. What I fight for, what I stand for, what I become. They're gonna be a hell of an explosion here tonight with these three combustible elements. The rated R superstar is back where he belongs. I will go through anyone. You want some to get what I want. Get some. John Cena does not have to be pinned or submit for the championship to change hands. I will be walking out the new champion, the king. 
first thing I wrote down for this is this this match is gonna fucking suck. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it three or four times already. That's it. You know, watching I mean, the Raws, I could not be less excited to see these three men in the ring together. I was I was excited to see an out in the wild, real life use of the "Don't try this at home" music. Yes, yeah. the bodies have been bruised. Yeah. That was very cool. I like that a lot. All three have pinned each other. That was the yeah. gimmick. Yes, you know. Well, and some have tapped out. I think Edge tapped out. That's Edge right. tapped yes. out. Yeah, Edge. but they all have victories over each other. But here, it's it's your mass saturation booking, which, as far as I'm concerned, is for the birds. I don't I don't care for it at all. And I wasn't hold up on a lot of expectations with Triple H being the ring general here or the monarch of the mass. I if he was in charge, I didn't think we're going to get a three-way dance with, you know, three guys in all the time. I mm. think we're going to do old school yeah. WWE. We're going to Roll take out. turns. Edge doesn't even like Edge is like, "All right, you two start. We know how this works." I'm like, "All right, yeah, I get it, but it was it was hard to get enthusiastic at the start when they had already shown their hand of like we're going to do this exactly by the book yeah you know what i mean i i don't know if it's because i didn't watch the roars leading up to this but i had a really great time with this match yeah. i'll tell you now i i had a really great time with it they get heated up i'd say maybe five ten minutes in at the start i was stop there arms, arms i was stop, arms yeah. folded absolutely. i was absolutely ice cold watching joints it was actually the bit when they went outside, and I know it's cheap because they did it. It's what they done before. It's when you know when Rock and Triple H took turns hitting. Kurt that's Angle. exactly yes. the that's yeah. exactly the bit when the match completely yeah. turns when around. When they started doing fun. that, I was like, "All right, you're that, right." That onward, I was I had a great fucking time. And I think the fans in Kentucky, being you know, this is where we got start to see where the benefit can be of having a split audience because. There are fans who don't like John, but there are fans who do like John. And the fans who do like John here in Kentucky are the type of fans who feel that they need to cheer louder to overcompensate. Yeah. And it's not, it doesn't fit, it doesn't sound like kids this time. No. Because I know that like hip hop actually is a big thing in the South. Yeah. They, they love hip hop. So like that, that side, I think that, uh, there's deeper voices but cheering is, for John. Is John still really that hip hop at this point not in time? Really. No, I was I mean, going to say, he's not Doctor of Thugonomics. No. They keep saying on telly all the time that it's yeah. about tradition versus hip hop. It would have been like but... end of 05 would have been peak yeah. hip hop. Yeah, but here's, here's the thing, right? And you know, this is what people would always say is when, when I was watching and people were booing John week in, week out, Raw's pay per views, whenever he showed up, it felt like they were booing him. And then he'd, I'd read the Ross report and be like, well, you go on to the house shows, sell out for, for, for John Cena if he's headlining and everyone is going to start cheering. Those, like, yeah. Everyone cheers for John. Same when, when Roman was struggling a few years back. The house shows mm -hmm. saved, house shows. House shows, yeah, saved it. And there's a lot of people who don't want to live, you know, they don't get all the rest and gossip online. It was a lot more coming back here than it is now. Yeah. But there are people where it's like, hey, if that's the protagonist and that's on the wrestling show, I'm going to cheer the good guy. They yeah. view that as, and that's not saying that they're not as good a fan or they're no. not as knowledgeable. It's like, that's what they want to do. Yeah. You don't tell people what to do. People were cheering for John here, yeah. you know? And people were at the house shows, families, but I think you're right to point out, Bill, this isn't kids. This is just fans. Or this, is that, this is that demographic, that so sought after yes, 18 to 24 demographic on John's side here. And relish that before next episode yeah. oh. where people have all written a 10,000 word thesis on oh, why they hate yeah. John Cena to enter the building. <laughs> <laughs> Lita pulls the rope as John is going over and he falls to the outside. She's not used much in the match. Sparingly. Sparingly. I feel like Lita is someone who's like, 
I feel she was underutilized in this role always. I get you don't want to put all the heat on her and not on Edge, but I feel like there was stuff she could do. And I felt like they more often than not, they didn't want to have her like be like the Stacey Keever girl on the up on the, you know, distracting you with, with, with sexuality. Yeah. So instead she usually does like one like foot, foot grab a match or whatever it is. I don't know. I mean, Lita's a wrestler. I thought she could have mm. done more. You know, when Lita was interfering for the Hardy Boys, she'd fucking do a Hurricane Rana. She would, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Jim Ross screaming at her being the Jezebel because she's giving John Cena a Hurricane Rana. I'd pop for that, yeah. like, you know. Ed and Triple H take a turn. You know, Cena takes a powder outside for a little bit. We've done so many of these now at this point, I thought we could have had a few more yeah. three-man ideas. Right, that's it. You've mm. had weeks of working together on telly. Can we not come up with something a bit more dynamic? I've got something dynamic for you. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen Triple H bleed so much. No. This is the most blood I've and ever know, seen. He fucking hits the main. He, yes. like, yeah. he gets the big pipe spilling everywhere. This is like he's taking a dive into some jam. Like. I've, I've seen so many times where that has happened, like where I have said those exact words that I can't definitively say this is the most he's ever bled I'd like, but, but this is in the awards ceremony for no, sure normally with him though it, when he blades it feels thin yeah it's this thick, is that thick sauce thick it's, sauce it's, it's yeah. no, like, so it may not be the most blood it's the thickest blood mm, I've, yeah. I've never seen him look and like this before because he much like Vince is so orange at this point in time as well he looks coated from head like Carrie yeah. he looks mm. like head to toe bloody and you know it's bad when Triple H you know he starts bleeding when it's his turn to go out and then you know Edge and John did have a little dosey do in the ring. We get a sweet missile dropkick from Edge, and then it's Triple H who has spent the last forty-five seconds down on the floor breathing as heavily as yeah. he can. When he comes in, he is fucking sodden. He mm-hmm. is just saturated in blood. It's something I think tr- Triple H is one of the best at is the selling of wooziness. Yeah. Oh boss. man, yeah, being staggering he, like on the spaghetti feet. legs. He, yeah. he he is one of the best in the Agreed. game, it, I think. Yeah. I will say though, even as fun as it is to watch him be all woozy, it is probably still an unnecessary all time amount of blood loss blade oh, job yeah. to do. Yeah. And a match that you're gonna be losing anyway in you know, at backlash. Maybe he was like, Hey, apparently it's two grand no matter how much blood I lose, so I may as well get my money's worth. <laughs> He's saving some of that blood for later when they come back to Kentucky. It'll still be there. He just cracks egg right in the head with another unprotected chair oh. shot. And again, oh six, I'm shocked by you know, I don't know why I should be. I have no reason to be. But chair shots to the head, we're getting yeah. a load of them. I thought maybe Mick Foley, that's him. But it's Edge. Yeah, he's young. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's Kane taking, took one earlier. Kane's took one. Years off, like. Yeah, we got a couple of sequences I actually really enjoyed here, like between John and Triple H, the STFU to the ring ropes, then an FU counted into a pedigree. Counted into a drop toe hold and then another STF. That was great. Yeah. Nice little sequence. It's John's f- tr- pulling out new things. That's yes. it. And no one here is meeting them with you can't wrestle chance tonight. But yeah. it's like you actually can see, like, that's a complicated series of moves. And I will say as well, Billy, Triple H must have been awful slippery with all that yeah. blood. Yeah, big time. You know, holding him in that STFU. Yeah. I thought they were almost going to that Brett Austin well, they were trying a little bit yeah. here. Yeah. In that Triple H he knew he wasn't going over tonight, but he was going to become a face because you get the proper passing out from blood yeah. one two on the oh, third no, 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 he yeah, comes no, up no. and he gives a proper yeah to get out of it a proper heroic grunt from triple h oh we get some cracking grunts from him all night in this match like lots of like the you know the yo 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 get a ref bump and then we get a nice variant on the tower of doom spot yeah. uh, long before mm. people would do this exactly the same every night of the week 
It's kind of with a Samoan drop at the top. Yeah. Yes. That was awesome. Really like that. We around here got my fucking scariest moment of this entire paper. Oh, this is me asking for Leah to come into the ring more often. And yes, I accidentally is. got my cursed wish oh, come yeah. through. Oh, God. The, like, it's fine. It it's is. It purely, works out. It's yeah. purely the camera angle. It looks bad. Yeah. So Lita comes in with the chair and Triple H, the power slammer. I know, he's a spine buster. buster. He gives her a spine buster. She runs at him full speed with the chair in her hand. Overhead. The yeah. cha- as she is falling down from the move, the chair bounces off the mat and it looks like it's going to collide with her back. Yeah. Like the leg, the leg gonna, is going to go through and her. And she's just going to bend in half around this yeah. chair. It's nowhere actually near no. her. It's purely the camera angle. But I nearly, I fucking nearly oh, screamed. Terrifying. Yeah. I got so scared for Lita here. There were a lot of injuries on this show here tonight. Triple yeah. H actually tore his labrum, I believe. Triple H is injured Fuck's after sake. this match. So, of course, you have the injury to Trish as well yeah. in the match. You know, so it's it's a, a rough night at the office, I think, and a close near miss, even if it was just optically, Jeez. it felt like. Yeah. But yeah. Honestly, I, I had to pause for a second and, like, mentally recover from that side i literally thought like i knew that like there was lita never had a fucking career ending injury or anything but but, like i was like this is jesus if that was a couple of inches away yeah she she could have literally paralyzed herself what i think like when i think elita and injuries and and scares i always think of that you know it was oh four when her and trish main evented elita just back from the broken neck the suicide dive where it literally was like neck first and her whole body flipped over her you know near miss after near miss like you know i I say i say paralyzed herself like it was a her fault that was no one's fault it was it's one of those things where like if you're it's one of those situations where if you're introducing an element where no one has control over it, yeah. it should stay away from the wrestling problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like the bowling ball. It's like if a chair has been thrown spinning in the air and you don't know what direction it's going to go, I mean, whatever about hitting her could hit a fucking fan line, you know? Yeah. It's, it's usually when you lose the control of the object, yeah. the object shouldn't be there. And Triple H decides he doesn't want no chair. He wants a hammer, which didn't get probably the pop he thought it would. No. And the hubris of the man costs him because... He low blows John yes. Cena, but John has not got enough years on him to sell it. So he just kind of rolls up Triple H immediately and yep. pins him. And then doesn't sell the ball shot afterwards no, at all. Fine. Which was kind of a bit like, all right, if you're someone who wanted reasons to hate John, there and, you go, and, and on a be- silver platter. That becomes a bigger problem later in, later in the years where you, know, you take the most heinous move, F you, and he just stands up, starts going on the top row. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of that actually in this match of moments where I saw John just straight up not selling. It's one thing when it's like he takes a big move, gets back up and beats you, but it's stuff like Triple H is punching him in the face and John's head is not moving. Like he's not, yeah. not flinching in the slightest. Like. Yeah, John's got big, I'm a kid playing wrestling at my own birthday party energy. Yeah. And I'm just that's saying, the thing, he is a kid. He is. To like, quote Triple H as well, like if, if you were sold like that in the ring, I would have tagged you for real. <laughs> yeah. You didn't tag him for real here tonight. Yeah, it's true. He's the top guy. Can't be tagging the top guy, I guess, unless you're in a tag team with the top guy. But the story of this is then afterwards, Triple H lays everyone out, covered in blood, does Triple H style very, very over the top. A lot of English thrown on the hip Mm. thrusts of those DX crotch chops. And then he's like, What's the matter, you? Shut up your face. It was meant to be like 
Jaw has the belt, but Triple H has got a new cool character. He's cool guy, suck it, anti-authority. Cool Triple guy? H. That's what it's meant to be, right? He's yeah. covered in blood. He just knocked down the referee with a sledgehammer, as well as the other two guys. Saw loser. He spine-busted Lita a second ago. He's a face. He's a, a <laughs> He's a face now. <laughs> covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was what? the face there. I don't ass. get you, Ruthless Aggression Era. <laughs> I don't understand. It's it's meant to be giving him an edge a little bit. I think it's meant mm. to be just, you know, make, make you kind of see and it's it's the classic thing we're talking about earlier with Carlio. you're changing maybe alignment but you're not changing who you are he's trying to have his little Stone Cold Steve Austin moment here you know I'm, been, I'm a badass now I've been getting that on Raw authority on Raw it's definitely been the case where he's cooler and he's nowhere near as evil or as sniveling and he like you know he gets in Vince's face at one point this ending here felt like he's like, oh, you thought I was turning face, did you? No, I'm going even further heel. Like. I felt like this was like a consolation prize. It's like, you don't get the championship, but you get to look cool at the end. Mm. That's what I thought yeah. it was for him. Look like a fucking murderer. But I'll tell you what, seeing as I was absolutely predisposed to hate this match, like I was, you know, I was like, no, no, mm. no, when it was yeah. coming on my screen. I did find myself enjoying it. In I the really end. enjoyed it. They they had a lot of chaos in their back pockets that they reserved for the pay per view. I think a lot of that, let's be honest, is with the wanton blood loss. You take that away, you take away the chair shots. Yeah. Maybe it's not as spicy. And that's the thing. I I don't want to be this Puritan and be like, I don't want to see blood in wrestling, and it has no place. Yeah. Let's let's call it what it is. It shouldn't be in wrestling anymore. It's probably for the best that it's gone. But let's not this pretend. Ma- this match would have lost something without yeah. it. That's it. The drama it gives you does definitely help. There's a reason people went to that bloody well so many times. Mm-hmm. It's because there's so much blood in here. <laughs> there's so much to give. Yeah, I thought it was a, it was a good good match. Good match. Not a great match. Better than the WrestleMania main event, I would Absolutely. say. Though. Yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely. And shout out to Edge, who's making these two lads maybe up their game a little bit. You know? Yes. How quicker he is than the other two really has to make them... So, so that he... You know, they're, they're, they're giving him opportunities to do his shit. Yeah. But mm-hmm. for him to do his shit, they need to fucking step up mm. because of the type of wrestler he is. Well, the type of wrestler he is is a lad who's going to be heading back now to the hardcore world with Mick Foley, Tommy Dreamer, Terry Funk. He's, he's kind of, you know, we talk about a lot of people who seems to have moved on from WrestleMania and yet it feels like a lot of people now are in almost a WrestleMania holding pattern. Yes. Yeah. It worked well on that really spicy show, so maybe it'll work on this other show here as well. So I mean, with Edge, you gotta wonder now. I know it's something you were you were pretty. Uh, uh, um, I don't know. You were, you were quite annoyed that he wasn't in a yeah. better position, a better spot. He's kind of been taken away again from yeah. that. But Edge is one of these guys. He's one of these spinning plates where, like, he's been told, right, do this, but something else is going to happen. In the same way that's happened to Kurt Angle and Rob Van Dam and John Cena and Triple H. So there's a lot of people who are being given big promises. Mm. Yeah. This summer won't pan out and everyone won't get all what they want, let's just say. Because that there, can never happen in wrestling. There is so much coming. So much drama. So Ooh. much that's, you know, meant to be happening, happening. Yeah. Things not meant to be happening, happening. It's this summer is so chaotic. Oh yeah, in good and bad ways. Mm-hmm. Backlash 2006. I thought it was a good show, but for better or for worse, it was a more authentic representation of 2006 than Big Time WrestleMania yes. 22. I'm gonna maybe ask you guys your match of the nights and your MVP. Adam, I also ask you as well. 
how'd you get on with it overall? I was expecting, because I knew that 22 was so, like, heralded as an amazing mania. And we and did tell you it goes down the hill. <laughs> yeah. Literally, listening back to the episode, there is at least four times where you say, yeah. and Adam, it gets so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's your catchphrase for the season. Uh, the phrase of you, fill your boots, was used many yeah. times. So I knew it was going to get bad, and I was expecting a much more drastic dip in quality. This wasn't amazing, but it was by no means a terrible show. I watched it all in one go, no problem. Like, it was an easy enough watch. I had a lot more issues with it than I did with WrestleMania, and the cracks have definitely started to show in a huge way. But generally speaking, decent wrestling show, I think. Decent Not wrestling bad. show. Not bad. Not quite as good as the heady days of season four in terms of the... the oh, good the, lord, you know, no. Interesting. <laughs> no, it's definitely not on par with that. But we're not, we're not in the 2011 season two territory. Yeah, and with season four, it was like a lot of that felt like, oh, this is my kind of wrestling show. This is the stuff that appeals to me. I know Ruthless Aggression. A lot of the content that's involved in it is not for me at all, which is probably why I'm so pleasantly surprised regularly by yeah. it so far. We'll see how long that lasts. Your match of the night and your MVP then? I'm going to say RBD and Shelton for match of the night. I felt like they hit a great pace. And like I say, I... I don't think we talked about it, but the build to them putting up the belt and the briefcase on the line, I didn't really care about the build. I didn't think the story was that good. Yeah, it was He didn't really seem like a viable challenger of Shelton for, for Rob's no, money in the bank. But right? even so, they both sort of gave off the vibe that they cared so much and they just had, they I can't fucking lose that briefcase. And Shelton's like, I've got to fucking win that briefcase. And that like, actually did a lot for, you know, building that lore up of the uh, the old money in the bank. You know, I think it was important in those early days to have the matches where people were defending it and you wanted people to view it as like a prize I think it they matters. wanted yeah, it really sure. matters and I think they both delivered extremely well on that front MVP I'm going to say Shelton as well because yeah. I, I feel like I saw a sort of an aggressiveness and a style of wrestling from him which I knew he was capable of but seeing him in this role with Rob Van Dam as like a fucking really talented but shitty prick heel like it I, shows you can do that with a character because I always remember like a lot of a lot of people have struggled to be the flashy offense and a heel at the same time, but he has just that level of like oh, pure athlete, a little bit of arrogance about that fact. That's it. He's arrogant and entitled. Yeah, it works. Like, it does work for him. And a mama's boy as well. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, match of the night, MVP. I know you didn't get on with, with half of this yeah, show at least. So it's, it's so crazy because WrestleMania 22 was a barn burner and this match proved it because the barn fucking burnt down. <laughs> The first hour of this pay-per-view, I, I watched this in two parts. I, I had to quit after the first hour, just, oh, just before we got to Big Show versus Kane, just because I, I just got so fucking burnt out on that hour. Yeah. The remaining hour and 40 minutes, apart from fucking Matt Stryker and Eugene, Three. which I will fully admit, it's a fucking shit segment. Mm. Me, me saying yay is fucking <laughs> um, But like, that, that last hour and 40 minutes really did save it for me so I, I i'd i reckon my main the main event is my match of the night yeah, yeah i honestly i think it, yeah. i i think that's the match i enjoyed the most and in terms of mvp i'd probably say special mention to shelton because mm -hmm. while i didn't enjoy the match that much apart from the last five minutes that sunset flip power bomb Oof. The Rolling Thunder cantered into a Samoan drop. Yep. The vertical leap. My yes, God. He, he is showing something that he... I know he doesn't become it, but he's showing he that he could, have, yeah. he could have been the next level. But the person, honestly, if I'm being really honest, the person who entertained me the most tonight is Vince. Yeah. So Vince, Vince is <laughs> my MVP. Cause every, he was all over the show. Ev everything was, yeah. Vince did made me laugh. Mm -hmm. 
tonight. Like it, it was fucking goofy as shit. I like carny as fuck. I loved it. My match tonight probably gonna be going with Vince and Shane versus Sean and Gods. Mm. I, I know it's not as good as the the previous encounter. It's still, it's, it's still fun. That's like Shawn Michaels is like you know I can watch Shawn Michaels do comebacks all day and night. You know Shane McMahon added in just enough of the spice factor. They took there was enough gimmicks. There was enough. Yeah, I didn't see expect Vince to go off a stage type of a thing. Mm. There was enough ha ha stuff with you know Vince's selling of God's entrance and all that. Jr. I thought was the most like the JR I like and remember on that match for, for, for that moment. It wasn't perfect, but I think it was the thing that, that entertained me the most. And it's also the only match on this show that I would probably want to watch again. If I was ever thinking like I'm at a loose yeah. end, what would I put on one of my, you know, comfort food matches? This would probably be on there, you mm-hmm. know, more so than any other match. But I would say special mention, I think, to uh, to the main event, which in spite of itself did entertain me. That you was, know. considering how much we'd seen those three lads on the build-up to that, that match actually delivered far more than I expected yeah. it. And, and like I said, I don't know if I liked it so much more than you two because Possibly. I wasn't watching the Raws and it all over again. It happens all the time when I'm reviewing pay-per-views over on HRS and like the modern pay-per-views where I'm like, you know, the, you know, the show has been so bad for, you know, you know I think of like the, to the bad days, like 2018 and 2019, it's like the show has been so bad. It's been so bad up until this point. Raw's been bad. SmackDown's been bad. And all of a sudden, whoa, the pay-per-view's really good. Yes. You know, because... Sometimes you have to realize that what TV people and writers and producers want to make for a TV show and what wrestlers are going to be able to give you on a show are very different things. And I think this is a night where the wrestling probably overcame the short-termness of some of the booking we saw on TV. So yeah, I definitely give a shout out for that main event. MVP? I'm probably going to go with Shawn Michaels, you know? Mm. Again, like... He had a lot to work with. He had a, yeah. he had a lot, a lot to work, work, a lot working against him. Yeah, I guess. absolutely. Yeah. Not least of it's the memory. Not, le- not least of all the memory, a very recent memory of a much better, more high octane mm, yes, match that happened the month before. To. You know, how do you do a sequel so quickly to mm-hmm. something that was so beloved? This could have been the Hangover too. Instead, it was just <laughs> like watching the extended version of the Hangover on DVD <laughs> with my friends. <laughs> Guess what we're watching later on tonight? <laughs> Would you look at that? He only had one appearance on the entire show, but God at least managed to get a match of the night to his name. Hey! Um, well, there you something. Go. That's the Catholic school coming out again, I think. <laughs> what did you think of this episode? Let us know in the comments below. And as always, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, wherever you get your audio, leave us an old rating or review. It always helps the algorithm out very, very much. And as well, is that the real life recommendation see someone on social media going hey what's the matter you i want a podcast for my face why don't you send them the i'm sure a podcast pizza pie catch up with us on social media you can find us on twitter at ae podcast and you can also find us on facebook.com forward slash attitude era podcast facebook in particular is a nice place to catch up with some video content we have a whole organized library of clips on there clips from classic episodes clips from new episodes and most importantly in my opinion clips from our patreon exclusive content mamma mia patreon.com forward slash ae podcast where if you back just a mere five dollars and you can cancel at any time no commitment whatsoever you can get access to the Bibliotech book report series. We've released a few of them on full here on the main timeline. There's a whole bevy more over on the Patreon page. You've got our new Corporate Ministry of Sound series where we review albums. You've got the Reading Ranch where I'm reading very slowly and very chaotically <laughs> Journey into Darkness again. <laughs> We've got video episodes, the latest which is a whopper 90 minute behemoth as we 
bring you board gamesmanship feature length. This was one of the probably most high-end productions we've ever had in the Outsider podcast. No video games, three cameras, and more important than three cameras, three fucking hosts, baby. First time ever, oh, all three of us on a video. Fantastic, beautiful work done by Adam there on the edit. If you want to get access to a whole bunch of audio, we're talking hundreds of hours of content. We've got loads of videos, all of it available for a mere five dollars a month. If you want to back more, get access to Q and A's or commentary tracks or sponsor an upcoming episode of the Editor Podcast. All this information is available at patreon.com forward slash AE Podcast. Thank you, backers. And if you're a fine purveyor of stuff and things, head on over to MatthewsBotchermania.com. I'm so fucking excited for EC Dub Stuff and Things. Stuff and Things. <laughs> Oh, what the hell? <laughs> Stuff and things! <laughs> Until next time, we're going to be getting a little bit... <laughs> Hang on a second. Uh, Mike, I'm lowering my... Extreme. It's going to be a goodbye from me, Kevin. Me, Adam. And me, Billy. We'll see you at the Hammerstein Ballroom next time on the Anchor Podcast.